right. You know what day it is. It's Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. We'll sell you the whole seats, and we don't even have Mark Edge. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it goes. <laughs> Pretty accurate, though. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately. Truth in advertising. It is free talk live, the Sunday night edition. We do things a little bit different here than on the other nights of the week where free talk live is on. Because, well, it's Sunday, and what better day to like, be odd and weird and off and not the same, right? I can't think of a better day. And we're here, so well, works yeah. out. Yeah. Works out it's perfectly. the perfect crew for that. In yeah. the studio, it's... Nikki. The original Duke, Bishop, Coach, Richie Rich, a birdshot GQ, <laughs> as it were. Wow. Well, slap my grandma and call me late for dinner. <laughs> That's one hell of a title, sir. I, I was hoping like you, you would do some... yours first, just in general. But I, I'm the Reverend Captain Kickass. Yeah, looks like you got some competition. I feel, I feel like I've been put down. There's a new cowboy in the in the neighborhood. Things. We were just talking about uh, uh, putting your brand, uh, if you will. Oh, he's got the cowboy hat See? and everything. I told you. Nice. Watch out. Right. Yeah. We were just talking about. Uh, like what size condom you would need to put uh, the authentic Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, on it, like as it unrolls <laughs> before the show starts. You know, for advertising purposes. Yes. I just can you say that again because it was pretty awesome. Oh man, hold on, I got to pull All it right. up. I don't have it memorized. The original Duke Bishop Coach Richie Rich Birdshot GQ, as it were. Birdshot GQ, nice. The as it were is the best part. I'm I really like the bishop. Okay, I like mm-hmm. the bishop part. I was looking up like synonyms for all the stuff you use. Yeah, yeah. But then like there's nothing really for Esquire, so I went. Yeah. Well, let's change with the magazine, right? There's Esquire magazine. I'll get the GQ magazine. Ah, okay. Nice. And that also works. Good touch. <laughs> Good touch. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. Well done. I'm um, never using it again. That's one and done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll get you like a one-time shirt made yeah. or something. I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, this is what happens when you're bored. I'm like, I'm just going to do a, a, my own little intro when he does his. And I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to do it and surprise No, him. that was great. I, <laughs> I was surprised. Uh, yes, well done. Very, uh, what's it called? Uh, gorilla. Very, uh, mm, that's not the word I'm looking for. Like ninja. Sure. Right? Like, I'll take it. Like, you stealth-like. Know, yeah, stealth. Like yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for. The, you had the, the stealth name going on, and I appreciate that. Uh, all right, what are we doing? We're doing a show. I'm I'm all thrown off my game now because Richie Rich had a <laughs> had a competing lengthy title. Don't forget the star date. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, Captain's log star date zero seven two three two zero two three. Uh, we already said who we are. Wait, something else. I'm missing something. Phone number six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Is that it? Is that all the? I really got I, him off his game. Yeah, I think so. So, do we just leave now? No, we gotta be here for like three hours. Oh, okay. we gotta talk and stuff. All right, we gotta um, take calls from the regulars. We we do. Let's uh, let's do that right away so that I can hopefully recombobulate. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to this guy. Uh, I believe this is Alu Axelman. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, it is Alu Axelman. How are you guys doing tonight? We're excellent. How are you? Awesome. I'm while you recombobulate your thoughts, I'm gonna break the law on radio, but don't worry. I nice. won't say the bad words. Yeah, don't um, yeah, try not to break so that gonna, law. I'm 
even though I'm not a doctor licensed by the state, I'm going to give some medical advice and saying that Sarah brought up beet powder and some other stuff and other magical potions a few weeks ago. The beet powder she's right about, it, um, like crushed beets, the powder, the super beets, it does improve circulation a lot. Um, so it can improve your energy and stuff, but it's really good for circulation. And that's medical advice, even though I'm not a doctor. So I dare the federal government goons to come and try to take me by force. <gasps> you do work in the medical field, though, or so, did at one point, right? Or, well, I'm a, I'm a paramedic. Yeah, uh, okay. EMT. Like, doctors, MDs, are allowed to give advice, but I think only to their patients. I don't know. Okay. The laws are ridiculous, but um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the First Amendment. I know you guys are smart, um, at least Nikki. I don't know about the other two punks. Yeah, but, not tonight. Uh, first, not on Sundays. I'm, I'm obviously discombobulated. Yeah. So the First Amendment says, um, I'll read from the Constitution now, Congress shall make no law abridging free speech except for when they deem that it is reasonable and except for people giving medical advice or legal advice or other professional advice. That's actually what the First Amendment says, at least in my version of the of the Constitution. Wait, so Where are first, you reading that? So the First I, Amendment I, actually I, specifically calls out medical advice as an exception? Captain. <laughs> I, you, yes, I'm here. I'm Come on, man. The, the sarcasm is not translating well over the phone, <laughs> at least in the captain's ears. Sorry, man. Well, that must be like the I Texas tech, the Texas school book constitution. That's the, the 2020 no, updated no, edition. Yeah. All right. Ian Underwood has written a few books about it, and he explains very simply but, but very brilliantly <clears> in a few of his books that there's a difference between the written constitution and what's essentially become the oral constitution, which is not written anywhere, and it's really in the minds of judges and also out there in the ether and could come to exist at any point, depending on oh, yeah. what a black-robed man might say. There's a whole process, right? The constitution is what it is, right? Then the, uh, then a case is brought forward. The case sets a precedent, right? The, the lawmakers write laws before the—sorry. The constitution says what it says. The lawmakers write laws based on the constitution— Right then, there's case law to support the law that was written, right? And that's what the effectual law is because that's what sets the precedent. But you're like three or four or five degrees away from the original written constitution by that point. Yeah. So the more I've researched it, the more I've realized that the First Amendment, like the free speech, religion, press, assembly, and and uh, redressing grievances, is violated according to federal laws systemically all the time. Um, so guess what? You think I'm going to do about it? Uh, break the law on the radio. Um, yeah. No, I would never oh, do that. Oh, okay. On. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. I, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you should have. So, yeah, so I'm working on a book. The next one will be about the First Amendment being violated, and it's mostly federal issues that do it, federal court cases and federal laws. And I already have the outline. It's going to be around 30 chapters, all different areas where the First Amendment's violated by the government systemically in the laws and everything consistently. Okay. Um, and it'll cover everything. I've already written two or three chapters, but it's going to be massive. And because I am so busy, I might actually do a Kickstarter, which some other free theaters have done for books, and it's worked pretty well. Yes. Like, so yes. I'm curious what you guys think about that um, and if you guys would all consider throwing in a Satoshi or a Goldback toward a Kickstarter if there's good um, different tiers for different uh, rewards. I, I'll chuck something away. Yeah, I've backed Kickstarters you know, in it. the past. I'm not against it. Yeah, uh, certainly. And also, like, as a as a guy who uh, has has worked for you and also read your stuff, uh, I just want to say thank you for doing what you do. I know how difficult it is, uh, you know, doing some form of media, whether it's books or audio or whatever, how difficult it is to not only 
you know, do your outline, get it all, you know, done and produced and rearranged and edited and, you know, ready for prime time. But then also there's the marketing aspect of it, too, to get people to actually read the thing and get them to know that it exists and, you know, to have it sort of take off. I I know what that process looks like. So uh, just from, you know, one creator to another, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, and likewise, I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, thank you so much. So I'm going to be working on the book, and um, I'll keep you guys updated if I do a Kickstarter or something. But for now, if anyone wants to support me, I mean, just buying the books and reviewing them and reading them and stuff, that's tremendous, and sharing them with friends. like That's the best way to support me and my work so I can keep doing what I'm doing. You got a website? Yep, aluaxelman.com, A-L-U-A-X-E-L-M-E-N.com, and libertyblock.com, B-L-O-C-K. Any other thoughts tonight? Um, I think that's all for now. Uh, I love the Sunday shows, so I'm looking forward to listening. Alu, thanks for the call, man. Have a good night. We need someone to work on violations of the Third Amendment. I feel like the first two get so much yeah. play and press, and the th- by the time you get to like Amendment Number Three, it's like nobody cares anymore. It's just like sort of like the the youngest child in a family of three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but really, all I care about is guns and running my mouth. Okay. So I mean, and that's covered in the first two, you know. So. Fair enough. I can't really argue that with you. I, yeah, I'm thinking I mean, about like, it, I'm like, I yeah, mean, those I, are like my two favorite things. Like, if, if I just yeah. have those, I think I'm okay. Yeah, but like, we don't really have those. Yeah, that's right? true. I mean, just based on this show alone that we're doing I mean, right now, we, I do not have the freedom to say the words that I want to say, and that yeah. I say normally when these microphones are not on, I say words that you're not going to hear over this microphone. Okay. And that's just how I normally talk. Everybody who talks to me outside of this show knows that and is just like, that's fine. That's the captain. I try sometimes if I'm around like families, whatever, even though words you know can't be proven to have caused physical harm, yeah. uh, I, I will try and like, but sometimes I don't. And there's kids around and they're like, oh, and like people are like, ah, you know, or somebody else will be like, hey, there's kids around. I'm like, sorry. You know, these are real words that actual yeah. people say, like, stop sheltering your children. Can we at least skip to like the sixteenth then and say like that one's probably a little important? What's the sixteenth, the the one that uh, makes it illegal to have slavery. Yeah, we can keep that one. Okay, so yeah. one, two, and sixteen. Yeah, well, somewhere in the those middle. Those are top three. Top three. <laughs> yeah, you just got to shuffle the order around. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, but I think that if you have freedom of speech and freedom of guns or weapons of you know really any kind, that you're probably not going to be a slave. Yeah, I mean, you would hope. Maybe one would hope. Yeah. I think we could also just trash the whole thing and just say, you know, I can do whatever I want as long as I'm not hurting anybody yeah, or taking yeah. their uh, stuff. Shred the Constitution, the and Declaration lot, of Independence, you know, and just yeah. replace it with nothing. Yeah, it's just a lot more here, simple that here, way. everybody, subscribe to the non-aggression principle. Try that out once. See how that works for you. That's my opinion. Six if it works, keep doing it. Uh, what? If it works, keep doing well, it. And I mean, it seems to be like, I kind of feel like. Even though I didn't have an acronym for it, I feel like the non-aggression principle has been a thing that I have wanted to subscribe to all of my life or attempted to subscribe to all of my life. It just makes sense. Not always not always successfully, right? I'm human. I make mistakes. And, and you know, I was a statist for most of my life. Yeah. Um, and so, but once I discovered what the nap was, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've always been this. This is a common refrain from libertarians. And but that I mean, it just it makes so much sense. You're like light bulbs go off, dots connect, T's become crossed, I's become dotted. And you're like, oh, wow, man, like you have an epiphany when you discover the the nap. At least I did anyway. It's amazing. More people don't because on the day to day individual interaction, 
yeah. it's usually in play. Right. For the vast majority of people, for the, the vast, vast majority, majority of, of time. Tra- of transactions, of yeah. interactions, of gatherings, of anything. Yeah. Yeah. But then you go like, well, but you can't give away that right to the government to hurt other people and go, oh, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to me that that's where people lose it. Giving away the ability to aggress against others? <laughs> well, no, th- the, that they want the government to be able to do it. Yeah. It's like, well, well yeah. how would we survive because, without being abused? Because they don't have the balls to do it themselves. Yeah. They want to outsource their violence. That's it right there. Right? It it really is. It, come down, it comes down to people are like, well, there ought to be a law. Don't we have people yeah. to take care of that for us? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you know, like government. No. And like, and that's what they mean. They're like, yeah. oh, we have people to be violent on our behalf. We don't have to do it ourselves. There's a disconnect there because I do believe that most people don't see it that way. You know, they see it as a very good beneficial thing. You know, taxes are great. The roads and public schools and hospitals and, you know, all of the things that are funded by the state. It's very easy for a lot of people to see all of the good. And don't get me wrong. There are some good. But it it's, oh, it's far more. Exactly. It's it's far more outweighed by the bad. Way more. And Orders to me, we would be able to provide all of these services so much better if we just got rid of the state and then used literally anything else. Yeah, I understand that. But who will build the roads? <laughs> People. So who is let's let's think of it. Let's think about this. Ooh. Who is building the roads right now? The the con like the government contracts people to do it. Yeah, government doesn't actually so do it. So it will themselves. literally be the same people yeah. more than likely oh. and in except fact, and in they fact, would have government more... takes way more money than it costs to build the to build the roads. They take a hefty chunk off the top for themselves yeah. and then they hire some other people to build the roads. So my it's literally mind is just completely blown. I don't know what to do anymore with my life. I know. Yeah. It was This is mad. the first time you've heard first any time. of this, isn't it? Oh man. <laughs> uh let's uh let's segue and uh, let's go to it's the Sunday night edition free talk live Ridley report with Dave Ridley. Dave Ridley. Is it though? Wait a oh, miss your cue, Dave. Dude. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, oh now we can. All right, Yay. All, right, all, right. all that build up. Wow. I gave you like the best intro ever. And then there was like this big pause. Anyway, Dave Ridley, you're on free talk live. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the, um, you know, the deplatforming and how to react to that. Uh, uh, sorry, I've got the hiccups. I was working on that for five minutes before Put I got the on booze, the air. Man. Anyway, so uh, <clears throat> my strategy, instead of trying to move forward, like into Matrix and Mastodon uh, and stuff like that, uh, although I have tried that a little bit, I'm tending to retreat towards what worked like five years ago and then what worked 10 years ago. It's like this sort of, I call it a fighting retreat, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nice. The three R's of libertarianism. Retreat, regroup, return. So um, one of the things that we we did in the 2000... 2000, (laughs) One of the things we did in the 2005 era... Those are the greatest hiccups ever, by the way. Sorry. It it was a promising path of activism, uh, but we didn't really explore it fully. I I moved on to YouTube, you know, know, shooting videos and stuff. Uh, and, and, um, and so we didn't do this, but what it was, was, um, we would, we would, uh, we would kind of keep an eye on the mainstream press and wait until they reported on some abuse by the government, yeah. usually, usually like coming after an old lady or something 
uh, or busting a frat party, un, you know, uh, inappropriately, that kind of thing. Um, and then we would contact the people who had been victimized by the victimless crime enforcement, and we'd go protest in, in front of some relevant government building. Usually we'd try to go during a government meeting that was occurring so that all the aggressors would be right there. Okay. Um, and so, anyway, I'm spinning that back up. Uh, we, we did it sort of in 2005. We sort of did it under the banner of nhfree.com. So I have acquired nhfree.com URL and Ooh. directed it to uh, you know put put some content up there explaining this process. And uh, now uh, I'm just monitoring the news, uh, waiting for something to happen. Uh, this is something where average people who don't live in New Hampshire can help us by also monitoring the New Hampshire news because I don't catch everything. Yeah. Here's, here's another thing I would like to see at some point. Okay. There seems to, like, crypto seems to be taking off, right? A lot of libertarians were early adopters, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of crypto wealth floating around. And it's not me because I didn't get in early enough. Yeah. But can we get some libertarian crypto billionaire to just buy some of the mainstream media outlets like as a pet project, right? Not a money-making thing. Just yeah, yeah. I've got money to blow on dumb stuff now. Yeah, community yeah. service, something like that. Right, yeah. and just buy the Concord Monitor, and then we control it. Or even like That'd I'm, be great. I'm surprised at the lack of knowledge amongst – uh, other libertarian groups like we know being here in New Hampshire, Forkfest and Porkfest pretty well. Porkfest is like you know that's common. Amongst, okay, but it's right? still commonly known in the New Hampshire libertarian circles. But yep. like people who've gone to other like Midfest and uh, Anarchon and like Freedom they're like Fest. they're like what's what's the Free State Project. I'm like, really? Yeah. How have you how how has the Free State Project not permeated the rest of the libertarian circles around the, even the United States? I don't understand that. So, like, I feel like uh, the Free State Project is undermarketed, hugely undermarketed. Like, it could use a legit some PR, some press releases, some billboards, some radio ads, something. Right, a, a legit advertisement campaign. I think would go a long way to helping convince uh, freedom-minded folks to come to New Hampshire and help us. Well, this radio show was like the biggest marketer for years. Right. Until the fallout. Right. And so you lose a little bit of momentum that way by not advertising on the biggest Liberty radio show in the country. Really? Well, it's still, Free Talk Live is still huge. I mean, compared to everything else we've got, it's it's still on at least 100 stations. Understood. Um, 180. But Free State Project proper no longer advertises directly. Right. Right. You may have you may have noticed over the years there's no longer the Free State Project being touted as much. Now it's the the, migra- the freedom migration to New Hampshire. Right. The branding has disappeared uh, when the ad dollars disappeared. Yeah. And by the way, there are two billionaires who have done fairly useful things. Um, Bruce Fenton, when he moved to New Hampshire, was a financial services guy and a Bitcoin billionaire, I guess. Okay. And he he uh, organized some events and also ran for U.S. Senate, got some publicity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and of course, of course, there's also Roger Veer, who's been very good to Free Talk Live, and he also sponsored my program when, when before I got right. the platform. I'm not saying they don't uh, do anything useful. I'm saying we all know it's going to be a losing money effort, right? Because that media venue is on the 
downward out. It's like a dinosaur. Right. Right. But that's that's where normies go to get their news. Right. They watch WMUR and they read whatever local newspapers in their station. Right. And I'm suggesting that if there was a billionaire willing to lose, you know, a few hundred million dollars. As, or even like a couple hundred thousand, I or think, whatever. would be an effective marketing okay. campaign. Like, I don't think it's that expensive. Well, it's not a marketing campaign. It's buying the outlet. Man. Oh, buying the outlet. Yeah, that's that's a little different. You're probably more accurate on your price there. Yeah. But you buy the outlet, I mean, and then we control yeah. it. Right? There's that, not, there's not going to be another be. Concord newspaper popping up to compete in Concord with whomever has that one, you just take it over. And the well, I mean, only that, thing that costs to take it over is money. That would be fun. But there's, there's other ways they could do that. Like they could start a new outlet and just pour money into getting it hit or traffic or whatnot. It wouldn't ha- it, all that matters is that people hear about it. It doesn't have to be complicated. They just have to hear about it. Well, the, the right people have to hear about it. And as I just said, the, the vast majority of normies Right, still go to the Concord Monitor, still go to the local news station to get their news. Right. They're not going to the new outlet that popped up by a bunch of libertarians, you know, in, in New Hampshire. Right. You, you have to yeah. take over the existing outlets subversively, clandestinely, yeah. right? And just start feeding them liberty oriented news. And as you can see, the sheep just regurgitate what they see on TV or what they read in the newspaper. And all we have to do is spin it in our I, direction. I like the idea the whole people, of infiltrating the, whole the media and changing the media from the inside way better than I like the idea of infiltrating government and trying to change it from the inside. Yeah. Well, because like, you can't buy your way to the government, but you can, you can bid on the company. I mean, monitor. you probably could, but who would want to? Yeah. Well, usually you if know? you do it to the government, usually the government ends up turning you into a, a horrible person. Like, right, people I mean, get all yeah. mad at Jeff Bezos because he bought the Washington Post and everything's pro-Amazon. Well, guess what? We can do the same thing. All right, we've got billionaires somewhere. It's not me, but they're they're out there. I would assume. I would imagine. Yep. Yep. Final thoughts, Ridley. That's all. Hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. RidleyReport.com. RidleyReport.com is his website. Keep up with Dave Ridley and what he does. He's a great activist. 603-283-6160. Still to come tonight. The heck is a face keeny? It's Free Talk Live. More is coming up. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Unfortunately, due to government meddling, the company that partnered with Dash to offer Dash Direct is leaving the crypto business. However, they weren't the only provider of discounted gift cards for Dash. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. You could actually live off your Dash using bitrefill.com. Plus, many of their gift cards come with a discount. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org. Yeah! And we're back. 
And the telephone number is 603-283-6160. We've got some calls on hold. We'll get to those momentarily. Again, 603-283-6160. It is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. You can call, talk about whatever's on your mind. We're here from 7 until 10 Eastern Time every Sunday. And some other days, too. To so, be announced. So so there you go. Yeah. There there you have it. Uh, in the studio, it is me, Captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, speaking of calls, let's go to them right now. Uh, free Talk Live, unscreened caller. What's your name, please? This is Robert from Charleston, South Carolina. Robert, what's on your mind? Well, I, I got the impression at the beginning of the conversation... You were say, suggesting that it's, it's, it's better to have as, at least, as the least government possible. In other words, and laws that are, that are written kind of generally rather than specifically. Well, I studied law in Germany, which goes by Roman law because Germany was actually part of the Roman Empire until 9 AD. So Germans were very much influenced by Rome. And, um, Rome have you studied slavery? Law. No, well, no, I didn't study slavery, although Rome did have the equivalent of slaves. The slaves were actually the Slavs. That's how they got their name, because so, it was so similar. So I mention yeah, this sorry. because because I, I suspect the, the, the disconnect between yourself and myself is something along the lines of, uh, you believe law is necessary, and I believe it isn't. Now, why would I believe that? Well, in the same way that I believe that uh, up until, oh, I don't know, less than 100 years ago, Mankind generally just thought that slavery was necessary, and everybody just accepted that as a common thought. And so I equate my belief that government is unnecessary to the same idea that slavery is unnecessary. Well, slavery is unnecessary, and I and Rome agreed with that basically. But it, it took them a while to get around to that because right. you see, slavery in, in the really old days was very usual, unfortunately, and and Rome didn't like that. Rome was a democracy, and my grand great grandfather great great grandfather was a Roman senator. Rome was a city state until 1861, and my family believed very much in liberty and democracy. And there was always a fight at the top in Rome between the emperor, the, the heads of the army and the, and the military, and the senate. And the, and the Senate was very much in favor of, of democracy. As a matter of fact, there was a Roman senator in 72 A.D. in, in, in Israel when they were when when the, Israel's last fortress was being taken down. All right, let's were, let's let's halt there just for our listeners. Can what what is your definition of democracy? What do you understand it to be? Well. I can tell you the way Rome did it, but but my definition of democracy would be that you have a, a, a vote uh, in the in the Senate, which is represented, and, and each of those senators comes from, from a, a particular two of them, like what we have in the United States, come from a particular area, and then they vote and then they make their decision based upon the Roman Senate. Now we have a bicameral legislature, which is even better, but but Rome was a democracy, and they sure tried hard to keep to keep it that way. Okay. How do you reconcile that with liberty? Liberty means the, the ability basically to do what you feel like as long as you don't influence anybody else by hurting them in, in, in terms of their own rights and their own feelings and their own, and their own ways. I mean, you, you, you wouldn't These democracies to are going to infringe on my liberties. They, they, sh- they shouldn't, basically. As long as you don't infringe on each other, you're fine. Oh, then we don't need the democracies. Well, democracy is is a pre, is a pre, is, is is a necessary basis for freedom, basically, because otherwise no, it's the you would antithesis. have antithesis. 
Right. Well, not really, because it, especially that that's why we have our bicameral la- legislature set up that way, so that the little states have something to say. In other words, Rhode Island has two senators. So does Texas. Have OK, two but senators. let's say so let's say these senators cast their votes uh, and 51 uh, percent of them agree. So now, by way of voting, 49 uh, percent of the people uh, will be forced to act the way the 51% wish them to act, correct? No, because uh, Rhode Island has only one congressman, but but uh, California well, has, has, has a... But that's aside from the point. Let me yeah. give it a shot. Let me give it a shot. Let's say I want to go like 65 on the highway, but these senators had voted that 55 is the maximum speed in the whole country. But I'm not hurting anybody by going 65, nor am I infringing on anybody else's liberties, but I will get accosted, ticketed, possibly arrested for this 10-mile-an-hour transgression based on democracy. Well, well, in Germany, we've handled that case quite a, quite a bit, and we've come to the conclusion that there should be no speed limits in certain areas of the, of the, of the Autobahn. And we have a car in Germany, a production car that will do 253 miles an hour. That's the Bugatti it, That Marone. does not address the issue. Right, but in, well, over here, democracy has voted 55 miles an hour, right? And I, I'm beholden to their, their rules, else I get aggressed against. So my liberty is infringed. Well, well you, you, if, 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 if this, the, the, the legislatures see it that way, and the people voted them in and keep them in there, and the people want that, then that's the way it has to go. Because, I am not um, the people. You know, I am rich. Well, My well, individual liberties are being infringed because of your democracy. But for the common good. Uh, Not for the common rich, good. I've harmed no yeah, one. You, I've accosted well, no one. I've infringed on nobody's well, liberties by driving 65 oh, oh, on the highway. Okay, let me... Let me put it this way. In Germany, every driver is trained to be a race driver because you couldn't have it other way. You'd have to be trained Irrelevant. every single person. Yeah, we're not talking about Germany. We're talking about here. Or democracy okay, in general. Or democracy in general, right. This this could be applied to any scenario. doesn't have to be speed limits. Okay, same situation. They're looking out for the common good. And the people of the United States of America are looking out for the common good through their Who representatives. Who decides what the common good is? Well, the representatives immediately, but generally the general public, actually. So, so the common good, the, the, the democratically voted upon common good, trumps my individual liberty yes why it does. well then screw off for, for, once again for the common good if everybody were to drive you like i say you'd have to be trained to be race drivers to drive at that speed it's it's very 65 hard miles to, an to, hour race driver no, oh my gosh 250, 200, 253 miles an hour is the, is the fastest okay, so, so back, to, like, back to the scenario right no, uh, he admitted it. He said Demo- common good democracy trumps my individual so, liberty. So essentially, you cannot have freedom and democracy together. Correct. That was my point. That, so you, you, easy, simple, you, you, that's it. Those are the facts. Because the common good to, is more important than... Individual liberty yeah. and freedom. I don't believe that, but essentially that's what democracy says. So if you want true freedom, democracy, democracy... Exactly. Uh, Robert, are you familiar with the concept of gang rape? I didn't know it was a concept, but uh, I'm familiar but with what it, it is. You, you've heard of it, right? You know that it occurs yeah. sometimes. You know, some people uh, get out of hand and, and these things occur. You see it in the news from time to time. Well, that's democracy. 
That is, you know, <laughs> 10 people deciding that it is better for the common good to have their way with one person than it is for that one person to be free of their aggression. I'll tell you what, in Rome, those 10 people would be locked up for sure. Not if they voted on it. Not if they were the senators on a private island run by an Israeli with a private jet. Epstein didn't kill himself. And I think this is a very important message also that just because the majority agrees on a thing and then says that that thing is just and right and, and for the greater good and best for everybody does not mean that that is the right thing. Right. So we could have, you know, like millions of idiots, you know, trying to destroy the world and, you know, (laughs) do all of these horrible things. And then just because that minority, you know, are the people that can see the truth or or at least don't want to be aggressed upon. Yeah. And furthermore, as Robert pointed out, it would be the the elected senators who decide what the common good is. Well, isn't that concentrating a whole bunch of power into a small minority of people? Well, I asked my professor about that, Professor Dr. Knut Amelum, a very, very smart guy. And Apparently he said no. that... <laughs> Don't count on it. He, you'd be shocked at what he knew. But anyhow, I'll go to make a long story short. His feeling was that laws are generally the result of what the what the general feeling of the public is. In other words, what the generally goes. Feeling, in other words, right? The, yes, feeling. You're, I, you're accurate more... because the way uh, uh, laws are marketed, if you will, to people these days is by conjuring up feelings, generally of fear. Preying on the emotions of the general population. Right. And so that's how things like the Unpatriotic Act get passed. Well, well, it's the mores of the people. I, I, uh, he, he used the word, and we spoke in German, so I, I would say mores was, would be the word. The, the do you think that... The, the apathy of the people. Yeah, do you, think, Robert, do you think, Robert, that decisions made by the majority of the people result in more liberty or less liberty? I'm sorry, I didn't didn't quite understand that. Do you believe that decisions made by the majority of people, via voting, senators, whatever it is, uh, result in more liberty or less liberty? Well, it depends upon the population. If you have a homogeneous group like in Germany versus a very heterogeneous group like New York City, <laughs> you could come out with different results based upon different, many different cultures in New York City. But Overall, Germany, basically, if you take uh, government as an institution around the world from a global perspective, uh, most governments, by the way, there's only a couple of hundred of them, uh, most governments claim at some point, at least in their own documents, to be democratic. They have voting and they have representatives and they have constitutions and all that kind North of stuff. North Korea is a republic. Right. Yeah. Believe that or not. Right. It is like they claim to be a republic. So most governments claim to be a democracy. And so do you think that most governments result in more liberty or less liberty? Well, tendentially less because you 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 can't accommodate people who are way out there there are some people who can do unbelievable things and have no problems whatsoever in other words drive at 253 miles an hour and never yeah. have an accident so let them yeah. let them stop restricting their natural ability down to the common denominator of the worst drivers on the planet if you could drive 250 have- drive 250 do it unfortunately you have to otherwise no, you, you don't massive- you don't you and just said they're people, capable of doing it. Also, how many people are going to be driving to... I mean, my car couldn't even go 250 miles an hour. 
It physically could well, not go that fast. And I'm assuming the majority of the people are on the same boat. So yeah, maybe you'd have some people going 120 on the highway, but... And let them. And when they cause an accident, if they cause an accident, hold them accountable. Right? With liberty yes. comes personal responsibility. We don't have to preempt yes. crimes. Yes. But how do you pick up the the pieces of people that are that are crushed in an accident like that? You can't do that anymore. People get into accidents now. How, how yes, is that handled? It's handled by yeah. your insurance companies. It's all it's already being handled. It would be handled the same way. Except for you, you would eliminate the organization with guns that threatens to put you in a cage if you don't do what they tell you to do. Like, justice can be served just fine without the state intervening. Thank you for the call, Robert. 603-283-6160, if you'd like to join us. Further thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. That was a good call, I think. Uh, Let's move on to Richie Rich's favorite caller. We've got... uh, I don't know who this is. We've got uh, Skyler. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Sylvester? Scooby. Scooby, yeah. Scooby's on. Skeeter. You're you're on Free Talk Live. Scat Eater. That was my favorite. Hey, guys. I hear you guys talking, and it's uh, uh, making me nauseous. Sweet. You're welcome. Uh, uh, Are you green in the face? Is that a violation of the NAP? Oh, man. I I switched over to a new phone. I think my audio should be better, but you guys sound horrible. (laughs) Maybe. Well, that's just how we regularly sound, yeah. Uh, no, on my phone. On this, my old phone, I switched over just to because I think the Man, audio is better. Not even self-deprecating but, humor. Yeah. Gets what, what what kind of phone do you get? Android, Apple? What do you get? Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, the S twenty three. Well, then my new one's S twenty three. Now um, I went back to the S twenty one. I think. Let me just but check broke my Palm it, but... Pilot. <laughs> I'm free. But, Wait, but anyways, I've got know, a trio over guys... here. I hear you guys talking and stuff. You know, I got problems with That's some of the stuff. I really called in the call. Uh, I'm going to scold you for something else in the past, but uh, from what you guys are talking about now, just relevancy, uh, you know, you, when you guys uh, drive, you pollute, and that's a grins, uh that violates that, even if it's minor in intensity. You know that, right? Yeah, that's also, a tough you one. Guys criti- also, you guys criticize democracy for forcing people to do things, but you want to use it to uh, force people to participate in your secession. I that's literally cool. don't want to use democracy at all. Yeah, I, I don't even vote. I could, I could care less <laughs> about it. I also don't vote, so there you have it. Yeah. Let's no, talk about the pollution one because that's a it, that's a tough nut to vote for secession. Uh, I'm not going to use it I'm for that. Vote. I, I just happen to support people who are for it. Yeah, you're supporting a democratic movement to force people. Yeah, to but but that's in self-defense. You see. Because the state, the state, it totally is self-defense. The state violates yeah. violates your liberties every day, my liberties, everybody's liberties every day. They steal, they murder, they uh, cause all sorts of heinous things. They throw people in cages. Uh, they ruin people's lives through things like uh, uh, taking their land, yeah, taking their it, property, it, all that it. kind of a thing. So they're aggressing upon you every day. You think that that's it, not self-defense? That's, You're wrong. So okay. So you can you can probably try to argue that uh, when you're forcing states, you have to, to try and argue it. It's a fact. No, you 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 can argue that you can force status who vote against you to uh, because they're violating your rights. But there's one demographic you're not considering: the non-voter. That's me. That's who me. Wants, who wants to stay with the state? Let them. Right? You are forcing these people. They didn't aggress against you. And no. you're using the system to force them into, they into participating stay. in the society. They can stay. It's fine. Here's the beautiful thing, man. 
like much like religion, you can have voluntary governments that that don't have geographic boundaries. So if they want to pay the state, the federal government, their taxes, and use the federal government services, they can do it. There's not going to be any pushback from us. You're, you're forcing them to having to uh, go back and try to uh, relinquish sovereignty back to the state. No, like they just continue. They, they just continue living their life. Yeah. yeah, they just continue living okay. as they as they already were. They don't have to change anything. It's kind of like uh, we'll get. Are and- you kidding me? Like let's say let's say an old person that doesn't vote who's already paid into like the he's about to receive Social Security, right? Sure. When you yeah. force your state to secede. They'll right? still be able to they're receive Social Security. They're probably going to lose those federal benefits. No, they yeah. won't. No, they won't. Probably- what makes you think they'll lose those benefits after they paid into them their whole life? <laughs> because they're seceding from the, fe- from the federal, from federal so, benefits. No, that's what I'm saying. They don't have program. to. So? They don't have to secede. What do you mean they don't have to? You're forcing the whole no, state. No, not forcing All anybody. citizens of your state no, are no, now no, no, not no. part of the U.S. So Union. if you just, like, pause and actually listen. listen to understand versus listening to argue, you would be able to hear what they are telling you because you're missing it completely. So if you guys would oh, like, like to you, restart. Like you guys were with subjective value? Okay. But I, I really wasn't calling about this because. Oh, oh, okay. Cool. Thanks for the call. I mean, you know, if you're not calling about the thing that we're talking about, well, then why did you call? Well, you can change the subject. He keeps calling. You know, he could uh, really benefit from my other services. Like, he needs to do some, like, meditation and deep breathing because he's like, Like, chill out, take a breath, pause, and listen so we can have a conversation. It's quite literally uh, taking a look at the facts of the evidence and considering it objectively. Right, he's not able to do that, and so are a lot of people. He's not the only yeah. one, which is why, like, because well, he's got his own subjective opinion. He does, but he won't admit it. The, does the, right, but what he won't admit is he he is a violent person. He wants violence to be used upon other people to yeah. force them to his preference. Right, which is the definition of statism. Right, forcing people to somebody else's preference. Democracy is exactly that as well. Democracy is 51% of the people forcing the other 49% of the people to their preference. Yep. That's all that it is. And so the 49% or whatever percentage it is, if it's 75, 25, whatever, if it's, you know, whoever wins the vote forces the people who voted against whatever the thing is to be subjected to that thing, whether they like it or not. And for the landmass thing, right, like you can have a Christian and an atheist in a relationship right. in the same household right. that don't have to abide by each other's terms and conditions of the religion. Right. right. The atheist doesn't have to tithe to the Christian church, and the Christian church isn't forced not to tithe uh, by the atheist. Right. right. So it's it could work the same way uh, if you relinquish the concept of arbitrary lines in the sand dictating who your government is. And which, but through secession, we could eliminate that for those that don't want it in the in the physical geographic designation commonly referred to as New Hampshire. Yeah. And those that continue to want those government bennies, right? It would still be provided to them. One Problem of the, solved. You're um, welcome. Yeah, indeed. And it really is that simple. Uh, one of the things that many statists will often cite, including uh, not only Skeeter, but also our previous caller, Robert. 
mm-hmm. will cite like, well, in this country they do this and that solved that problem, or in this country they do this other thing. Uh, when I was in Seattle, people would always look at like Iceland or Switzerland yeah. or you know, oh well, they've got this over there. Why can't we have that here? And it's like, well, okay, so let's take that concept for a minute. I want to take all parts of the law that favor individual liberty, right, from all the 200-plus countries that exist on planet Earth. So all the laws that favor individual liberty and put them into my own personal constitution, and I'm calling that the Constitution of Kick-Ass. Nice. I plan to live by that personal constitution. Now, if it works out for me, great. Uh, And if other people are like, damn, Kick-Ass, you're doing pretty good, what... What, what are you following? I'm like, oh, I'm following this constitution of kick-ass. Would you like to join that? And they're like, sure, but I live over here. I'm like, I don't care. Go ahead, join join this new governance. Join should, the constitution of kick-ass. This should be the topic for Alu's next book after the current book. The constitution of kick-ass? Why not? <laughs> this concept isn't new, though. Like, I'm, no, I I'm, got you. I'm vamping on. There have been several of these tried. The one I'm most familiar with was uh, a little more than a decade ago. There was a concept called BitNation. Okay. Right. And this was the idea that you brought up earlier that you can have all of the services that governments provide without the geographic location. Yeah. So you can have judicial services, you can have protection services, you can have somebody that you pay for transportation, roads, that kind of a thing, services, uh, but it's decoupled now from the geographic location and then also decoupled from the violent organizations known as states. Yeah. And so this concept was starting to take off. They ran out of money, of course, uh, but uh, they're not the only one. There's other concepts that have come since then can't remember off the top of my head. I was reading about one just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but there, it's the same idea. And this idea is going to keep resurfacing until it gets, you know, sort of vetted out. Until uh, they figure it out that it works. And, yeah, until they get like, but it, it is literally a combination of something like a cell 411, right? Where like the, you've decentralized emergency services. Now you've decentralized things like notary services, record keeping, uh, you know, uh, transportation services, judicial services, right? Now you can, instead of, oh, you were born in this plot of land, therefore you're subject to this violent gang. No, 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 no. You can, for the first time, go through a menu of stuff. Oh, I need this amount of judicial services. I can only afford this level, so I'm going to pay that much. I only need this much protection service, so I'm going to pay this amount. If that changes, I can pay more. Or I can go to a different agency within this virtual nation, right? And and so now you've got a menu. All of a sudden, it becomes a service provider. I'll even make a prediction. If we were to decouple services from the state. Yes. And let those who want to use the state use the state. Yes. And those who don't want to use the state find their other free market alternatives. Uh, at some point, the people still using the state will look over at their neighbor using the free market services and going, you're getting that value for that little? Yeah. And they'll go like, well, I'm changing too. Yeah. Right. And then they won't they won't be forced into this, you know, hellhole of, of you know, right. uh, secession. Or... Or even sort of unbeknownst to, I'm going to call them because they've changed now from their subjects to their customer base at this point. These states that people subscribe to are now forced to compete with the free market services because they've been decoupled from the geography. Yeah. And so now they have to compete. Otherwise, they're going to lose their quote unquote tax base, a.k.a. their subscriber base. 
because they're, way, they're a monopoly. consumers get better services right. for a lower price. But because they're a monopoly on violence in a geographic area, that doesn't happen. 603-283-6160. Do you think having government is necessary? Give us a call. It's Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. Hour number two is next. Insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Again, 603-283-6160. If you would like to join us in the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me in the studio tonight... It's Nikki. And Rich and Rich. We were talking in the previous segment, well, about all sorts of things, really, but uh, the non-aggression principle keeps coming up. Thank you, Scooter. Yeah, thank you, Scooter. And so during the break... We were discussing uh, pollution, and then I was like, okay, well, if pollution could be a violation of the NAP, depending on the circumstance and whether or not you can identify where it's coming from and that's part who, of the problem. who it's, it's violating, tricky. does that mean that if I fart, I violated the non-aggression principle? Possibly. How I is, mean, I mean, how is that possible? This is a naturally occurring thing that like other animals also do. Like, I could see like... If I'm on a bus and I see somebody I don't like, and you crop dust, and him? I crop dust him, I could see that maybe being a nap violation. But well, if I just ate a whole bunch of like Brussels sprouts for lunch, and yeah. I'm on that same bus and I just can't hold it back, and I let some get, have I violated everybody on the buses? Uh, have I violated the nap there? I would hear the case that the answer is yes. the 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 difficulty is not whether there was a violation per se. But can you attribute any real damage to that violation and then have that be adjudicated in some form or fashion for restitutions of some kind? Hmm. Right? I mean, if it's an involuntary thing, I just can't see how that's a violation. I mean, like, okay, so let's think about this because I'm wondering about this as well. What if I accidentally hit someone? You apologize. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a violation, well, but you apologize. And try to make good. And oh, the I'm same thing when you, you, you know, when you burp or you fart in public, you say, excuse me. That's kind of like the sure. uh, the cultural thing, at least in the United States, typically. Right. You know, that's, uh, oh, you know, kind of sorry I did this, but whatever. Before he went off the rails, Scooter said that driving is a violation of the non-aggression principle, primarily because your car emits pollution and, you know, 
yeah. whatever it, yeah. emissions. Right. Right. And if you we I think we would all agree um, that the common example held is like the factory, right, that's on the top of the hill that washes their waste out into the river and disrupts your water supply, your fresh water supply. Yeah. Or go like, well, they've they've clearly aggressed against you because you have whatever rights to this portion of the river, um, and it's their pollution that has done it. Right. So you, you can say like, well, we know that the pollution is caused by them. There's clear damages. Some sort of arbitration and adjudication may be required. Yeah. Right. If I'm if my neighbor is barbecuing in his backyard and the smell like wafts over into my backyard and I smell it and I don't like that smell, right? I have a right to my backyard. You've clearly invaded my backyard with the smell of your barbecue. How do you attribute damages, if so? But, but it smells delicious. It smells delicious to you. What if they're vegans? I don't like right? that. Yeah. Because I actually have heard this story before where there are vegans and they were yelling at their neighbor for barbecuing. Yeah. But technically, so the way I see it, he's barbecuing on his property. Yeah. Okay. It's wafting over to the air above their property. Yeah. But it just. They're polluting on their property and it just trickles down into your water supply. Same. I just, to me, it just doesn't seem like an act of aggression. It's conceptually the same, though. The pollution well, is conceptually the so same. I, I th- just scaled differently. I think, and like you tell me, Richie Rich, because I know you know you've thought a lot about uh, some of these positions. At least uh, these, uh, you know, I don't know what you want to call them. These uh, thought experiments. You thought experiments, yeah. Um, so to me, like just in daily life. Right. You're talking about uh, Nikki. So what if I accidentally hit somebody, right? She's like yawning or something and like somebody's sitting next to her and bam. Oh, oh sorry. Fish hooks her. Sorry. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. You know, like so to me, there's a difference between that and a difference between somebody coming up to me and punching me in the face. Understood. Mm-hmm. And that the difference is intent. Yeah. Right. So I'm your neighbor and I'm just trying to cook some dinner. Yep. Right. I, I didn't intend to violate your nose, your nostrils with my delicious meats that I'm cooking on my grill. So while I would totally understand if a neighbor came over and was like, dude, look, I'm a vegetarian and or a vegan, whatever, right? I don't eat meat and like, you know, that's bothersome. Can If he came trying to find a solution to the problem, I would work with my neighbor and try to find a solution to that the problem. That would be a peaceful way to solve the problem. Right. But the aggression has already taken place. Now we're working on solutions. Right. In general, the problem with intent is you can't base anything on intent, right? We, we, we hear what people say their intent is all the time yeah all we can look at is the results of their actions and we need to make judgments based on the results not the intention i didn't intend to hit that lady in the crosswalk right but you well, did she, yeah she's dead but so. you did right so you can't right you, you know you can hear what people's intentions were but you can't make any judgments on that because all all you really see is the result of their actions hmm Interesting. I didn't intend for the smoke to waft into your yard, but here it is. And you're vegan and you don't like it, right? So there's an aggression and then there's two people working toward a common solution if they're not adversarial. Right, right. Now, at, at the same token, I could see somebody who's like, man, I really hate that vegan next door. I'm going to cook up a bunch of steaks all day long. There right? was a dude that did that at his restaurant because the vegans were protesting. So he just wiped to the window and started slicing up the meat right in front of him. That, that to his... me is is like intent, right? I'm, yeah. I'm more inclined to go, okay, that's a nap violation yeah. because the guy specifically intended to you know, sort of anger his neighbor. Right. But you're presuming the intent and you're probably right. 
but you're presuming the intent based on the results and the actions that he's taking actually. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. We can talk about more about this as the show goes on. Uh, we've got Conejo calling from FEMA Region 13. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, what was that last caller's name? Skidmark? Yes. Skidmark. That's right. Oh, okay. These are getting not, better. Not Scott Eater. <laughs> That's what I call them. Was it you that brought that up the last time? Because I stole it. I didn't make that up. Some Another caller said it, and it's my favorite, so that's the one I use. I mean, this is why we're a call-in show, man. You guys come up with some really good material. It's fact. And because we don't believe in intellectual property, I'll steal it every time. <laughs> just incorporate it into my general personality. Well, I have a really important reason I'm calling, but really quickly on the uh, barbecuing. Um, you're not responsible for what happens between other people's ears, so if they're offended, that's their problem. If you're cooking enough that there's enough parts per million in the air where they can prove that you affected their health negatively, there you finally have a tort. Um, yeah, but that's difficult. How do you prove it? How, number one, how do you prove it? And how do you attribute it to their specific actions? Um, maybe they go to the hospital for asthma attack that is during your cookout. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's also their problem. It's um, Like I said, it's difficult. The call- yeah. <clears throat> Um, and the standard should be high. Um, but the reason I'm calling is uh, earlier, I think uh, Dennis Pratt called about um, the Free State Project, and you guys were talking about how there's a disconnect between uh, a lot of libertarians not even knowing the Free State Project exists. He didn't call in tonight, but he has called in the past. He has oh. called in the past. Yeah. Uh, I forget who called in earlier, but you it was, guys were talking uh, about Al- that. Alu Axelman called. And uh, Dave Ridley. Oh, okay. Dave Ridley, yeah. Dave Ridley, that's who I was thinking of. Um I was actually uh, in the Libertarian Party when we took it back, uh, and a lot of people, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe how many people in the Libertarian Party had never heard of the Free State Project or New took Hampshire. Took it back from who? Free State. Other Libertarians? <laughs> no, I would never call them liber- Libertarians. The people who uh, took it over when everyone was uh, after Ron Paul, they were kind of refocused on that and all these worms and weasels in. Um, he took it back from but, Ron Paul uh, libertarians? No, he took it back from like the people no, no, who uh, who wanted to get non-libertarians running on the libertarian. Oh, okay. As a libertarian on the libertarian yeah. ticket. Which is just like well, the like, antithesis of, like, do you see Democrats going, hey, let's get a libertarian to run for a Democrat? Or a Republican going, hey, let's get a Democrat running on the Republican ticket. That doesn't happen. If you're going to be your own party, the last thing you should ever do is put somebody from another party on your ticket. Tell that to the Republicans, Democrats, who are voting on libertarians in their own party. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kenny. Go ahead. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I've noticed that there hasn't been a whole lot of cross-pollination between like the Free State Live uh, media empire and um, a lot of the other little camps um, and and Ian was talking yesterday about how um, radio is dying how mm-hmm. the demographic is literally dying and no offense to anyone um, I'm not offended and a lot of the platform was being changed uh, because he's tired of the callers being chronic and stagnant um, but I it, it struck me like lightning what the solution would be um, so Tucker Car- Carlson well, first of all, Fox News had the largest cable news network by far, uh, and Tucker Carlson was the largest anchor they had or uh, host with yep. 3.5 million people. When he started on Twitter recently, and just different platforms and completely walked away from all that, he had uh, 26 million viewers in, a, in his inaugural uh, transmission. Yeah. And one of my favorite podcasts uh, is called 
Monero Talk, and what they do is they live, they, they simulcast on Twitter spaces. So you've got the Twitter community who can chat in the chat room and listen. I wake up early on Saturdays. I love sleeping in, but I wake up at eight, uh, uh, early in the morning um, to listen in, and I can request the talk. It's live chat. So if you integrated that with the um, Odyssey live stream and adopted Twitter spaces, you'd inject a lot more new blood. So if every night, three hours a night, people knew that the Free Talk Live broadcast was happening and they could just listen to it in the background while they're scrolling, first of all, you're not competing with people doing things like driving and having to worry about writing phone numbers down or programming it on their phone or waiting on hold or whatever. Um, if you integrate Twitter spaces into your platform, you'll, you'll have a whole new exposure to an audience. And I mean, that, that. that could be possibly true. We do stream on a lot of different streaming platforms. But like, not the popular ones. We um, keep getting booted off the popular Well, oh, yeah, yeah we YouTube. Yeah, but how many, how many viewers did we get on YouTube? Really not know. that many. Um, I'm just not... I, this Twitter spaces idea, you know, it is a good idea if if we could uh, get that going. I don't think that like the stale callers are the only reason for cutting back free talk live stays a little bit. Um, and I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. Like it's not like, you know, free talk lives yeah, going away. Ernie Hancock is awesome. And um, the good morning Liberty guys, I think, what yep. is it? Not good evening Liberty, but it's. Well, I, I forget what their is that what their new show is going to be. That's well, that's kind of what they've called themselves. Okay, okay. On when their those two guys do okay, an episode but, for free. But, talk but either way, their podcast is awesome. Um, yeah. so we're getting it, it's just a little bit different, and I think it might be good just to bring. It's just going to be a little bit more dynamic. So just it, because it's not free talk live every single day, right. we still do have other really cool people filling those spaces. It's not necessarily going to be a call in show. Um, so Every I think, night, no. So, that, so that's the only thing we're losing, right, is just those two days a week, four right now, that people aren't going to be able to call in. Um, well, and I, I want to point out something else that, that hasn't been uh, talked about at all, and that is that the Free Talk Live crew, if you will, has just expanded. The, the Free Talk Live family has gotten larger, right? It's not that this is a reduction, Right. We're like there's still seven nights a week that we run a broadcast. Our affiliates who who carry us all seven nights a week have something to carry. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just that our family of broadcasters has gotten larger. So we've actually grown. This isn't a, a reduction in force. This isn't people getting laid off. This isn't a shrinkage like you hear about some employer laying people like the Free Talk Live family has actually increased in size. Oh, your signal is getting terrible. Yeah, try, try again, Kaneo. As much as I love getting daily uh, bus schedule updates from Sarah in New Mexico, um, Twitter Spaces is categorically different than YouTube. Sure. It uh, purports itself to be anti-censorship now. It's, no, uh, like I said, Tucker, Tucker went, I just think it's worth giving a shot. You okay. could be right. It may be well, worth giving yeah. a shot. I think part of the Tucker Carlson thing uh, – is the length of his show was reduced like 85%. Right? It went from an hour on cable news to a 10-minute monologue. And what Yeah, but the average Fox News viewer isn't on Twitter. 
he went from 3.5 million, the highest rated host on the highest rated network to 26 million. That's a factor of what, 15,000 or 1500 percent? Sure. But, but it also, that the, uh, the attribution to that could also be the shorter form of the show is what I'm suggesting. Well, and not to mention oh, the and we the still do a three-hour broadcast. Yeah, not to mention the amount of press that he got, you know, with leaving Fox. Right, there's right. a whole ton of press. So the next thing he did was going to garner a bunch of attention. In six months from now, if Tucker Carlson still has that many millions of viewers, I suspect that number will go down. In six, I think months. it went down in subsequent episodes. Okay. Uh, you know, then, okay, well, then maybe that's then, like, that's probably the more realistic number to look at. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that like you're using a number that's likely inflated because of the press advantage, uh, at the time of his leaving Fox. Right. It's like opening weekend at the movies. Right. Well, it's a, it's a brand new tool, relatively new tool. It didn't even exist a few months ago on a complimentary platform that has complimentary values on, you know, purported complimentary values. I just think it's I a think purported is out, the big word, right? Like purported complementary values. Twitter is still one of the biggest social media outlets available. Certainly, yeah. Which means they're going to be the ones more likely to censor eventually because Free Talk Live will at some point cross a line that even Elon Musk will not cross. Well, I mean, it, it sounds like it could be a good idea. I am not the person that can make that happen. Yeah. On Free Talk Live. So, I mean, we can pass it along. And I know Bonnie right. has experience with the Twitter spaces or whatever. And she has said good things about it. So, I mean, it's not... A, I'll certainly, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm just... I'm not I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'll certainly mention it to our producers, who are listening, I'm sure, right now. Uh, and <laughs> also, it. you might uh, call in and, if you haven't already, uh, talk to Ian himself. Uh, you know, if you you know, feel you have enough uh, evidence or your argument is compelling enough... Uh, because ultimately, uh, I think it lies in in his and and Mark's hands as far as you know. Will we go that direction? Is it something worth looking into? All right, appreciate it. Hey, can I be great? Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate. Generally, you. I'll self plug real quick. Saturdays, I do a podcast. Yeah, and we're looking at what's it called? Uh, the Anarchist Experience. Okay, uh, and we're also looking at migrating to Twitter Spaces mm-hmm. because when Clubhouse first became a thing, we're like. Well, we can do the live broadcast on Clubhouse, and we can let people in. You can raise your hand and participate, and it's still got zero traction, right? Like, you know, poor marketing. It's a terrible show. You shouldn't listen to it, but it's there, and we've been doing it for like nine years. Yeah. So, but I don't care, right? But if we if we move over to Twitter spaces, the likelihood is without that bump of Fox News or Tucker Carlson or a big name, we are going to get the same results on Twitter spaces that we did on Clubhouse, right. which is not a lot of traction, not a lot of interaction, you know, not much pub, uh, audience participation, because we don't put anything back into it. It's just me and a dude talking for an hour, sure. and then I do some minor editing afterwards, right? So we, do, we don't have that, you know, like Joe Rogan's not big because he's Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is big because he was Joe Rogan before he started the podcast and brought the audience with him. And there is something to be said for investing financially in marketing and advertising. Yes. A lot of the times you need to do that. And if it's not worth it for you. Yeah. No, it's a hobby. Exactly. Much like this show, I do it as a hobby and I don't care. Yeah. I spend money on video games and that's, you know, that's about it. A little bit on food. Um, So I don't care. Right. But the, the point is the same. It doesn't. The platform doesn't matter. 
Yeah. I haven't been booted. I say more ridiculous things on that show than I do here. Right. I've not been canceled. I've never been booted. I've never hit a strike. Because I'm not big enough to get that. Right. You're not big enough for the platform themselves to really care. Right. Right. I and if you. Free Talk Live moves over to the big platform, nationally syndicated broadcast yeah. is going to be big enough to start taking a look. And just like YouTube and just like every place else that we've been struck from, yeah. Twitter will eventually follow suit because they're the big ones. I mean, I think it's as many platforms as we can get on. I think is always a positive thing. If it's going to take a lot of work and effort to reconfigure the show to get it on Twitter spaces, I I don't know. Okay, so I I didn't know if it was like streaming on Twitch and all the other things. It it is. I mean, in in that case, then we we do a multicast already. We uh, stream to, but then you got to pay attention to the feed on Twitter whilst taking calls from live callers. Whilst monitoring oh, yeah, the chat you, room. Yeah, so that's a way to get people in to right. to speak. To participate. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Right, we're on Twitch, we're on DLive. We are actually still on Facebook uh, via some miraculous effort uh, in, in moving the... Well, I'm not going to you know go into the details, but uh, we're on some other places too. I think we're on um, Vaughn okay. Live. That's an old uh, sort of restreaming or live streaming platform that's been around for, I mean... Longer than any of the big companies have been doing live streaming. Like Vaughn was like one of the first sure. streaming companies. So uh, we're on multiple platforms. The trouble is, is like you're saying, tailoring it to a specific platform. We had a caller call in not too long ago. Uh, I think he called Beard Talk Live because I remember him cussing. Uh, but he was talking about uh, maybe he did call in on a Sunday too because he was talking about what poor producers we are yeah. and that kind of thing. Granny. Uh, Granny, yeah, it yeah. was Granny. Was I here? I don't, no, I think, I don't remember I, I that. To, it was on Beer Talk Live, and it's, he uttered like the greatest line on Beer Talk Line ever. Uh, we can't insulting say people's. on the radio. Oh, yeah. no. Right? Well, but maybe was, you'll tell me later. Yeah, we'll tell you we'll later. Uh, but at any rate... Uh, but he wasn't... Here's the thing. He wasn't wrong in his suggestion, just like Kaneo's not wrong right. in his suggestion. For that specific platform. What was his though? suggestion? Well, he he was saying that, hey, you guys aren't... You know, interacting with your Twitch people in the right way. There's people in the chat room wanting to chat with you. There's and, a, there's and a setting that Free Talk Live has set and, on Twitter right. that doesn't let people interact for like of the first hour and a half of the engagement. Oh. And he's like, just drop that and you'll get more engagement. Right. I mean, and, yeah. And Captain Peek was like, whatever. Yeah, we're not going to, but thank you for, you know. Yeah. And he was just upset that we wouldn't change our Twitch stream uh, to to better interact and then started calling us names and so that was so the names why, are funny. why would we have that restriction I, no one knows how to fix it well i don't i don't know about that oh, so I, it's just the effort i, I yeah. think no yeah. no i think it's because we stream we're not exclusive to twitch whereas the the guy granny calling he was yeah. streaming exclusively to twitch yeah and so he was sort of personalizing his experience or his Twitch stream to his users or his followers yeah. and and telling us that we should be more like him when it was difficult for me to explain to him that we use something called a multi-streamer. And so we basically put a username and a password into this multi-streamer for a whole bunch of different streaming yeah. platforms. But you can still individually go into Twitch, turn that setting off, and get more Twitch interaction for the show. Perhaps. I don't That's know all that he was for a fact. But, but, and he's probably not wrong. We probably could... Right. But and that's why it was just the effort of doing so was greater than any of the hosts wanted. But we're a radio show first before yeah. we're a streaming show. The yeah. streaming is just sort of a, a benefit that we give to people who might want to, I don't know, see what we look like, I guess. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. 
And we're back. And Nikki's dancing. Oh, yeah. And I'm over here grooving. And that's you why know, you've got to get on the Twitch stream. You know that boogie Nikki is dance. for real. <laughs> get down. <laughs> that's the intro to every Twitch stream that we do or Twitter, what? Twitter space. <laughs> no, Nikki oh. dancing. Rick James? Uh, no. No, no, Nikki that's dancing. James Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm getting my my James. Rick James mixed is up. cold blooded. Right, but, I'm Rick James. But, but James Brown is ha. Yeah, gonna kiss myself. Ha. I feel like they both kind of do that. I mean, James Hetfield of Metallica stole from James Brown, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, James Brown is often imitated, never duplicated. Mm. Right. Uh, in today's world, though, that would probably result in some like IP suits and you know all sorts of. Well, fun you know, Metallica is all about that, anyways. They so. certainly are. No uh, sampling in music anymore. Forbidden. It's just uh, the the whole uh, the whole thought that you can own an idea is a false premise. You would think it's impossible for you to own an idea, but they back it by guns. Yeah, so it, I mean, so it's we a thing. could we could both have the same idea independently of each other. Yeah, but independently across the globe. So it just matters who paid like the telephone or the radio. You know, who who even do you pay to copyright someone? The the government? Like yes. who, who do you pay? Yes. United States. So Patent Office. so it's basically who the person that sells out first. Is the person that yeah. that wins? That doesn't even make it's of, not fair. You don't even have to have the product because they're patent trolls, right? They patent an idea, and then anyone that yeah. comes like does anything similar, they just sue them. And even so, I guess if you're talking about sampling music, like has been done frequently, especially in the hip hop genre, um, For decades. And now you have to pay you know millions of dollars to do that. But regardless, even if we're talking about that, I could see okay, I recorded this, I worked on this, this is my piece of music, and you're using it without my permission. And without paying me any money first, even in that, I mean, if anything, you know how many times I've listened to a hip hop song and I, I hear a sample and I'm like, wow, that's just, I, I really, really love that. And like, that's the reason why I like the song. And I go back and I find the song from the 60s right, yeah. that was the original sample. And now I love that song and I buy their album. And you know how many artists I've actually found from listening to like Wu-Tang Clan yeah. <laughs> because of the samples or like the Beastie Boys, whatever. Beastie my, Boys you know? are good at it. My, yeah. my position is that it's, that it's free advertising. It is, yeah. And literally, if somebody uses a sample of something I did, which by the way, I did a thing, you can find it over at CaptainKickass.com. Uh, if somebody uses a sample of my stuff in their stuff, sweet. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, you it's know? nice to like, like give them a shout out or give them some right. cred, but yeah. well, you know, even if not, so are you going to sue them? The strong difference is the disparity of influence, right? Like you, Captain, don't have a lot of influence right now, so other people sampling your stuff builds your influence. Yes. Whereas when you have a lot of influence, just like when corporations get big and they right. keep their competition out, right. right? When you have that level of influence, you protect it by not letting other people get to your level. Uh, I don't know, man. Rising tide lifts all boats, man. That's a good theory, but that's not how they operate. It's not how they operate, but right. it's how I would operate. I would hope so. Right. Uh, I would hope so as well. And like one of the reasons that uh, I haven't released the music videos yet, uh, you can still get the music videos if you buy the USB card over at CaptainKickass.com. You can get all three music videos for, for the EP, but they're not online just yet. It's because the distributor and I, they apparently have never encountered anybody who wants to release creative comments. And so 
I'm forcing them to like manually like do some things, check some boxes and, yeah. and that kind of, they're like, no, 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 we can do it. So I'm assured that they can do it. So what we're trying to do now is just coordinate an actual release date for those to appear online. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'll put them up myself. I don't have a problem doing that. Um, I just, you know, I have a distributor. I would rather work with them now this first time and get it to like, and then be like, every subsequent time when I have a, like a new single or a new video I want to put out or something, then I've already got it dialed in and I can just schedule it and coordinate it. And, you know, we could do a press release, all that kind of fun stuff that goes along with that. So there's been a delay, but it's a result of IP law, right? Yeah. If IP law didn't exist, I wouldn't have to jump through these hoops with these guys because, you know, I'm the first guy that wanted it all creative comments. Like, that seems weird, but I guess all other indie artists just click the boxes and check the buttons. They probably don't even think about it. You know, e- even like, if they okay, don't, yep. even if they wouldn't mind if somebody sampled their stuff, yeah. they probably don't even think about it enough right. yeah. to, to even say anything or right. bring it up. You yeah, know they're, I mean? they're not engaged in philosophical debate about what IP law is. They're like, yeah. I'm just trying to make my music, man. Right. You know, I yeah. swear, which is why you need a manager. Well, sadly, sadly, uh, I don't ever want to be anybody's manager of like their band or their yeah, act or like anything sucks. like that. I got uh, it. But if you want to focus on the music, you got to have someone to yeah, handle it's good to have stuff. one. It's just not good to be that, one. That okay. being said, like I already do a better job than anybody I could hire. Okay. Right. Or at least I believe that I do. Right. Now, if somebody can prove to me that they can do a, a more kick ass job than me. Uh, but I have the interest. I have the motivation. They don't. You know what I mean? Well, um, their motivation is the paycheck they get. Right, which I also yeah. can't really afford. So, right. yeah. So a buddy this of mine. Is, this is the, the independent part of being an independent yeah. artist where you have to wear all the hats. For now. Yeah. yeah I know. A, buddy, a buddy of mine at one point in time wanted to be a stand-up comic. And he's like, Rich, will you be my manager? Mm-hmm. I'm like, absolutely. This is going to be fun. I booked him like one show. It's no fun, was it? No, I got I got oh, him really? booked like okay. within a week. I got him booked, you know, on uh, it was like the Rotary Club dinner or something. He okay. got like a five minute set. I'm like, go kill it, and he killed it, and then retired. Like, he didn't want to do anything <laughs> after that. <laughs> one show, he did one show. I'm wow. like, oh man, there goes my second career. Wow, I thought we were gonna have fun with this. Sorry, like, to hear yeah, that. I thought you were gonna make it big. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I was gonna ride his coattails yeah. all the way to like you know, <laughs> whatever the the comedy shows are. Uh, we should probably go to some of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to this unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What is your name, please? Hello, my name is Robert. Hey, Robert. I'm, yeah, great. I'm so glad to talk to you. Um, What's on your mind? Daytona Beach, and I would like to compliment the premise of the author who called of the Constitution being violated and that being the subject Alu Axelman. with a, with a uh, dialectic approach and that would be the, the idea that the Constitution is being enforced. Hey, uh, Robert, uh, I, and, it sounds like you might yeah. have your radio on in the background that's creating a big delay in your speak. And all that. Can you can you turn that off? Let me, let me shut it off. Yeah, please do, because it, it creates some weirdness. I'm just talking to fill the, the air while you go and turn it down. It, it does create some weirdness in the audio. It's, yeah. It sounds cleaner already. Thank you so much. Go ahead. It's the computer. Uh, anyway, um, the... Uh, 
premise is uh, I have a nice picture of peyote on my uh, display on my computer. Mm -hmm. And the reason is that it is being offered for sale legally to anyone in the United States. And the idea is, from what I understand, the sale premise of the sale is that you can buy it, but you do not own it if you are not a member of the Native Church of America. Uh -huh. So, in order to be a member of the Native Church of America, you have to be one one quarter pure Navajo or other qualifying uh, indigenous tribe to to join the religion. Yeah, Interesting. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And that's I don't know what one quarter pure means either, but neither here nor there. That, this, this is this is the interesting part, though. I can buy this, but the courts have decided to manage it by making it, treating it as a sacrament, in their words. So it is an idol to us. We are forced to observe it as an idol, and the only people who are allowed to sell it and consume it and manage it are the Native uh, members of the uh, Native American Church. Huh. Bernard See, von Nothaus so, tried this after the after the, the Liberty, Liberty Dollar went up. Okay, yeah. Like he started like the, I, the first marijuana church. Yeah, and then I weed was that. the sacrament. So. I I uh, I am uh, a steward of the church because by buying a piece of the sacrament, buying the thing, it is to me an idol. I must treat it with utmost respect and not being the owner. I must serve it. And the whole reason that I'm able to buy it is to preserve it. The idea is for it to be preserved. See, now, if I worship it and I treat it like I'm uh, respecting the church, then I will not harm it and I will hold it for potential use in the future by the church because um, preserving the sacrament. So, and, and then uh, you're like so, more like a guardian at that point of, such a, yeah, of the it's substance. Such a well, thing. someone's going to harm such it. A, it's such How a desirable thing, though. It's, it, it leads to scarcity uh, from what I've heard in the times past, mm -hmm. so that it's endangered that way because uh, the demand uh, is too high and they have exclusive rights because of their. Uh, tradition. Well, there's a problem the right there. For the others, if you want supply, uh, so to, a, if you want supply to keep up with demand, don't go handing well, out no, exclusive not, rights. Let anybody well, who see, wants to, you know, make it or grow it or whatever have access to it, and you'll see supply catch up to demand real quick, and prices drop, and all that other fun stuff. That, then you'll that, have it in true. abundance instead of scarcity. That's true. I get it, but uh, the idea is. Uh, people who have never tried it, who do not have that desire, uh, can live without it because they won't dis they won't uh, demand something they have never had, and they ha haven't acquired a taste for it. So that's why they warn drug dealers uh, about giving out free samples. It it preserves their culture, and uh, it maintains order. See, so if I have never experienced the thing, and 
it it's a vital interest to the church and it is a tradition. These people are a foreign nation and they were here and they're still being they're still respected as a nation to have sovereignty over this according to the judgment of this court. Well, they have sovereignty over so, that thing, but, you know, of course, not yeah, over the, the national, land that they the used to occupy. sovereignty yeah. is also a weird concept. Yeah. Well, over over the actual uh, sacrament. Sure. See, they, they claim they delegated all rights to this uh, plant to the church. See? So, church, uh, the thing is, it's scruples. That's the whole, that's the, that's the bottom uh, conclusion yeah. of this argument. See, but again, still, it, government above it, the church, right? The only reason the church well, has granted the right is because the government allowed it, protected by the violence that, of the that's state. That's true. But the, the thing that, that's the catch to it is scruples, because these people have a belief that it's really not the government, that they believe in it. It's their way, and yeah. Well, you can believe in it, no and other. you still can't do it if the government says you can't. Uh, you already no, admitted only a small they, percentage they, of the population yeah. is allowed. That means all the rest of us are excluded, whether we want to be or not. Well, and, as, as a native church, uh, the native church. I'm not a native. I'm not, not allowed to do peyote because the state says oh, I'm yeah, not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get right. it. But. They have that belief that's not violated. See, this, it's all it's it's all seen superficial, but yeah. So as consider themselves a lucky. Of law, the principles that the law. state in his infinite wisdom has allowed them permission to do something that they had the natural right to do absent the state. Yeah, it would be like yeah, so. It's an, so it's it's the work of an arbitrator. They they stand in at, to uh, maintain arbitration as a state authority. To keep the peace. Well, no, uh, they stepped in to beg for permission to exist no, 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 in no. a way that, that resembled no. the way they existed prior to the government telling them what they can and can't do. Yeah, state arbitrator is no. not a real arbitrator. He still no has the backing wants. of the violence. It just, it just feels unnecessary. You know, if they were well, to be left alone, then we wouldn't need to go through all that in the first place. You like know what if, I mean? if I right. decided that my church was going to be based around peyote, right? And yeah. and so I'm like, okay, peyote's now our sacrament. The Church of Kick-Ass, our peyote, our yeah. peyote's our sacrament, right? Yeah. Uh, would I be protected in the same way they are? No, I wouldn't. Would I have to get an arbitrator to go beg for permission from my masters? Yes, I would. Uh, the big question well, is, why do we even need to ask permission to do peyote or mushrooms or anything that comes from the earth that Bingo. doesn't really have any serious negative... Like, it, it's not like... Um, like a like bath salts or something where I could t- ingest it and then start running around downtown Keene biting people. Or you know chemically what I mean? constructed. Well, well, say, right? Bring back PCP example, as a sacrament. Say, for example, if I am a, a person who has a lot of responsibility, who's uh, like uh, operating an airline, a plane uh, as a pilot, and uh, I just decide, well, you know, I might like to try that. Well... Well, I'm uh, doing my job. See, now, so that, but that doesn't have problem. to be done through the government. That can be done through your employer. So like, hey, you know, whatever, I'm your employer. 
you're not allowed to do your job for safety reasons under the influence of any mind-altering substances. No peyote in the workplace. Yeah, Yeah, so we don't even really need the government to say, hey, this is illegal because what if some pilot guy is going to... To do it, that that is irrelevant because, because I should be able to do it in my room. I'm not driving. I'm not doing anything. Right. So why is my right. right taken away for all of these right. made up scenarios like and coulda, shoulda, woulda? The big, the bigger point though is that the law doesn't even prevent that from happening. In your scenario, Robert, uh, a pilot right now in the sky, even with a law, could just be popping peyote or acid or mushrooms or yeah. something, and no one would ever know. But the theory is being that it can make a change in a person's uh, physiology to some degree. That's why people do drugs uh, in the first place. Correct. But the thing is, there's a lot of people who who don't want uh, to do drugs. They want to maintain a... uh, What they think in their mind is something of a pure... uh, That's me. ...life experience. And no one's forcing me to do them, and I'm voluntarily not doing them. That's a scruple, though, and they think their their way is the best way. See, that's a, what you call scruples. That's why the whole thing falls apart. I, I looked up scruple just say, well, just for our audience. What falls they, apart? Scruple is an ethical consideration or principle that inhibits action. Okay. I mean, but yeah. so the situation with with drug use, so. Richie's like, okay, I, I don't do drugs. That's fine. And maybe he thinks that's the best way, whatever. Even Obviously, if, I do. Even, Otherwise, even I would if do he's, drugs. He's judging me. Say, I'm, you know, I'm doing drugs. And he's judging me for doing drugs, but he wouldn't be like, yeah. well, you have to be sober because I am, and I think it's better. He's not forcing that on me, so no. I just don't get why right. it's relevant. I don't force because- it on you because I go like, well, maybe that's what's best for you. Yeah, like right? we can all I just do our own thing. Maybe you need the mushrooms and the pails. I think it's... I, I think it's best. I could say I think it's best for me, and if it's the best thing for me, it could be the best thing for all. See, every could I, be. I say I, I like peyote. I will think I will say. Would you force your opinion for upon other people? No, no. Would you use is, governments to force your opinion on other people? If you don't have that experience and you're told it's not good for you, say uh, you won't. Uh, you won't ever try it. You won't ever need it. You don't have that desire. You don't have that de- urge to. Yeah. Uh, I never started smoking. It. I never crave a cigarette. Right. Imagine and that. then you got the and then you got the naive idea that that your way is right, even though you. No, it's not a naive idea. It's right actually, for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it may benefit from actually going over and trying the other thing. You you might. He might. Uh, uh, not, he has a point uh, in that, that because you've never tried it, you yeah. can't have the perspective of what it, what it might feel like to do it. True. Yeah. So I mean, you I just don't think that matters. No, no, yeah. it, no. But I'm just saying that, like, he he has a technical point. Yeah, there no, I, where, I, 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 I never tried thing. drinking bleach either, so you never know about these things. Right. Yeah. That's, that's why. That's that's the whole. You can't tell me drinking bleach is bad for you unless you've had a sip of it yourself. <laughs> Robert, the thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. Have a good night. Dumbest thing I've ever heard that I have to try six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Let's go to this unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What is your name, yeah, please? Good evening. Uh, it's about uh, a situation. Do you, that do you have a name? Yeah, my name is Tom. Hey, Tom, where are you calling from? From New Hampshire. All right, what's one on of your regular mind? Regular callers, and uh, you may uh, have heard that out in Portland, Oregon, yesterday. Uh, there was a hospital there, uh, Legacy 
Good Samaritan Hospital, where somebody uh, wound up uh, gunning down a security guard, shooting and wounding a staff member. And the details aren't out, because the situation is all under investigation, and I'm not really sure what happened. Why are you bringing it up, then? Well, here's what I would, my hypothesis. Okay. okay? Uh, A random three from a guy on the phone. Go for it. Yeah, the guy, uh, he was, okay, one report says he was there visiting a patient. Okay, that's the the news part that that we do know. He was there visiting a patient. Uh, He started threatening the staff. This was the report. He was threatening the staff. They called for help, and the police were on their way, and the security guard comes storming up there. You know, who's this? uh, mere civilian, mere, mere person, uh, threatening the staff, and the gunman as he should down as a security guard, security guard, and also shot one of the staff members. Now, what about the patient? Okay, the pa- My hypothesis is Luckily that they were already in the hospital. Patient, we're going to put you on a uh, emergency psychiatric hold, and either the gunman was there. And telling them you can't do that. This is America. This is supposed to be a free country because he was brainwashed to believe that in public school. Mm-hmm. So you're saying this was a rescue mission? Yeah. Th- either he was right there while they were doing it, or maybe the hostage was able to communicate to the gunman that uh, the hostage was being kidnapped. Don't let uh, him take me. For the benefit of the uh, pharmaceutical companies that sell all kinds of crazy dope uh, to dope people up with when they're having a bad day. Uh, I mean, that's bound to brighten up their day and make them glad to be alive. You know, uh, somebody's uh, not having any luck getting dates. He needs a lady in red. Let's give him the men in the white suits. He needs the kind of antidepressant that wears a skirt. Let's give him the kind in a syringe. Uh, Actually, I believe you'll find uh, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verse 11, uh, Jesus says, uh, which father would give, you know, if his son asked for bread, would give him a stone, or if he asked for a fish, would give him a snake. But anyway, uh, they, they, do, they do this to people, and uh, he, he decided, no, they're not going to do it this time. And, you know, that's what it takes to say no to drugs nowadays. Well, I like your hypothesis. I, I don't you know, know if that will bear out. But I can tell you, while you were talking, I looked up, uh, found an article from ABC News. We may never actually know because officers determined the suspect was in a vehicle, which was stopped by police in the city of Gresham, Oregon, about 15 miles east that's of Portland. Right. And during the incident, shots were fired by police. The suspect is deceased. And he is now in heaven, reaping his eternal reward. Thomas Jefferson said, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. So, and that, uh, as far as the security guard, doesn't matter whether a security guard or, or a cop or, a, a, you know, a, any other staff member, you're kidnapping somebody, you deserve to get killed. People's right to be secure against unreasonable searches and seizures is not the right to have evidence suppressed later in court. It is the unalienable right to use any necessary means to resist, no matter what garbage is vomited forth from the courts about these issues. That's one of those constitutional amendments we eliminated in segment one. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you for the call, Tom. We do appreciate you. I'm glad he's still a part-time cop killer. 603-283-6160. I'm sorry, what? I said I'm glad he's still at least a part-time cop killer advocate. (laughs) Tom? He kind of walked it back for a little while. (laughs) The right story moves him in the right way. And he's like, yep, obedience to God. I I keep saying that it's time for people to stand up for themselves and to stand up for each other. If you see somebody obviously, you know, getting beat down, 
by like I haven't seen this yet, right? We see things all the time in video and people calling in and all these things that happen in, in the news and that thing. But we still haven't seen anybody who's obviously getting beat down by somebody in uniform where like the crowd sort of takes care of it. Uh Tupac Shakur. Uh shot a couple of cops who were harassing somebody and was quit. Okay, we haven't seen anything in the last two decades. Just saying. That's a, it's a big Tupac story. 603-283-6160. Hour number three is coming up. We still have to talk about the face Keeney. Stay tuned. It's Free Talk Live. Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live, the telephone number 603-283-6160. If you would like to join us, we've got some calls on hold right now, uh, and uh, we'll get to those in just a minute. I want to hear about the face Keeney. So I would be very excited to get to that as well at some point. There's also like a number two story somewhere on there. We may not get to the number two story. You know, it's just a busy Sunday. Lots of callers. I wasn't even going to bring in the number two story, but Kevin was like, you found a number two story and you didn't post it. Yeah, and we haven't. We titled the show Face Keeney. We have to mention it at least. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Before we do, I need to tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Uh, In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones to move forward and are funded by the Treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. So somebody went on and suggested, hey, you guys should sponsor Free Talk Live again. And they voted on it. They were like, sure. And so here we are. Nice. Nowadays, DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first almost a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at dash.org. And thank you to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Again, Dash.org. Someone should tell Cody Wilson he needs to advertise on Free Talk Live. They can just start handing out ghost gunners. <laughs> Caller number nine. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Something. Then we'd get lines. better callers. <laughs> All right, so or or at least you get a CNC yeah. machine and you get a CNC yeah. machine. Yeah, shoot, I'll start calling in. <laughs> <laughs> Friends and family, not alone. I am routinely surprised. <laughs> Only that, one per household. <laughs> that that uh, libertarian folk uh, don't call uh, and like pimp their own stuff. I don't know. I we do get consistently. We got Alu a lot and Dave Ridley 
Those are two very good callers who yeah. absolutely, yeah, but, if they don't pimp their stuff, we pimp their stuff after they but, hang up. You but know? there's more than like a handful oh, yeah. of people out there who have you know some sort yeah. of a business or some sort of a thing, even if it's art or whatever. Like yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that. Uh, more libertarian people don't just call and be like, hey, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, oh, I also do this thing. Yeah, I mean, I could think of like probably 10 or 15 people right now off the top of my head that would be great callers, very interesting, funny, um, and they would have things to market that our listeners would love to hear about. So. There, there was a lot of drama aired on Free Talk Live during Forkfest and Porkfest. It's true. So it's true. Just got to have something coming up. Uh, so this from The Guardian, face kinis become popular in China as temperatures soar. You're probably asking yourself, what the hell's a face kini? Is it like a face diaper? Uh, worse. Wear the worse. face diaper. Worse. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> People buying full face masks alongside hats, fans, and hats with inbuilt fans as temperatures rise above 35 Celsius. Now... They're showing a picture of somebody in a uh, face kini. In a that's a face kini. It kind of looks like a wrestling mask. It does, but it's solid color instead of yep. sequined or you know so, different colors or whatever. Wouldn't it be uh, cooler to just not have anything on your face? No, because then you're exposed to like direct sunlight. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> a hat maybe would be better. I in in scorching Beijing, face kinis are the hottest new fashion as surging temperatures shatter records. With the air temperatures rising above 95 degrees Fahrenheit and the ground surface temperatures soaring as high as 80 degrees Celsius in some parts of the country, residents and visitors have taken to carrying portable fans and covering themselves up to avoid getting burnt. See? Yeah. Uh, some hats even have fans built in. Face canies are full face masks with holes for the wearer's eyes and nose. So you could... You still got to put the white stuff on your nose? A little bit. To, like, keep your nose from frying? Kind of reminds me of the burkini that was oh, all the rage. Oh, yeah. Wow. But that, that seemed a little too racist for some people. They're like, you're not allowed. Yeah. Okay, so I, I just pulled out the picture. This is absolutely terrifying. It looks like <laughs> something out of a horror movie. It does. Like, that's horrifying. It's like the, oh, man, I can't think of his name, but the dude from Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Um. Yeah, whatever his name Buffalo is. Buffalo Bill. So, hang on. Face kinis are full face masks with holes for the wearer's eyes and nose. Separate sleeves to cover arms, as well as wide-brimmed hats and lightweight jackets made out of UV-resistant fabric. And you can trust it because it's made in China. It sounds like like welding leathers, right? Like you, it can't be that thick. Well, okay, but like then you'll burn up inside. It's got to be something they, thin. Where do they put the fan? Like that. You looks don't want to know. Pretty tight on her face. <laughs> I think it's mounted to a hat, which isn't shown oh. in the picture. Ew. Yeah. Oh. Where Com- the swamp is. Compared to before the pandemic two or three years ago, this year is much, much better than previous years. Sales volume is definitely up a lot this year, said a salesperson. Wait, this isn't a new thing? This has been around? There's been people walking around Beijing wearing this? Uh, I'm not surprised. They okay. do, yeah. According to this salesperson named Wang, who works Wang. in a shop that sells hats. Uh, <laughs> and many- nothing to cover your... <laughs> <laughs> these it's like you can't write comedy like this right you just can't many female consumers in east asia uh, favor fair skin and sun protection products are also popular in neighboring countries such as south korea favor fair skin as if they have a choice yeah the main concern i have is potential skin disease or developing sunspots said 
Li Suyan, a 17-year-old student who is visiting a tourist area oh, in Beijing. I, I think I just want to say, I think I know what they mean by favoring fair skin is that they don't want to get any sort of tan. So typically oh, okay. in a lot All of right. these countries, they think, you know, right. and even think of like, you know, a couple hundreds of years ago in European and American culture, rich people were inside, poor people were working, you know, right. on the farm. So a couple if hundred you, years ago, that's still the case. Man. Well, yeah, but but now it's in okay. fashion in America right. for girls to have tans, right? So it's definitely in fashion. <laughs> uh, Chinese, they don't get them outside; they get them inside in the booth. Yeah, or the spray tan. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, some people find uh, redheads with the the milky white skin more attractive than any other type of of person so like that's what they mean by favor right it's, okay. it's culturally accepted or or better for them culturally to have the fair skin than it is for them to be a tan person more likely to attract a mate if you're white chinese state Got television it. on wednesday showed tourists taking selfies next to a 12 meter tall thermometer <laughs> it was was it a a uh, oral thermometer or was it the other kind I, I hope it's not the other kind at 12 meters <laughs> that, that displayed a I real don't have time 12 meters to give surface temperature of 80 degrees celsius at the flaming mountains in zing Xinjiang. uh i hope you appreciate uh, okay no never mind so face keenies everyone i already uh bought one what right now yeah you did you did you really just order a face keeny no is okay. it in your amazon card or something? oh yeah sure is <laughs> Shop Face Keeney on Amazon. Or did you get it on Timu? No. But How that, did that thing take off? I don't know. That Why is that so popular? Up, yeah. I don't know. I, I actually hate it. I have one app on my phone that is, it's free, quote unquote. Okay. And, and the free part is that every, I don't know, third time I launch it or something, I get an ad. Ooh. Right? And, okay. And it's almost always a Timu ad. Okay. And I have no idea what Timu is other than I keep seeing their ads and I just turn my eyes and wait for it to finish, and then I click past it and I feel, go on. I about feel my like business. at one point I shopped on AliExpress, which is the consumer version of Alibaba. Yeah, yeah, right. And then other places have taken off and charged a little bit more. Yes, for the same garbage. Yes. So Wish was a thing, and Geek was a thing, and I got those apps. There was another one called like Mad Hatter or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now Timu's just the same garbage, right? Yep. Thirty thirty cent garbage. They'll uh, sell it to you for a buck. And ship it for ninety five cents. It was like two bucks for garbage, uh, but you get all your friends involved, and all of a sudden it's a game. And like, oh, please click on the link, man, so I can get like my f- my f- my free garbage speaker yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. Uh, we could talk more about face keenies uh, or anything else, but uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, this is Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, when you first came out with that, I thought you were saying fake teenies. And I was thinking about, like, teeny <laughs> cocktails, the Shirley Temple and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like a, a mocktail. A mocktail, yeah, like a uh, boozeless martini would be a fake teeny. Nope, it's pretty right, much just right. a ski mask made out of uh, bathing suit material. Well, it's like a ski mask and, like, sleeves. sleeves all in one. It covers everything the bikini doesn't. It's like, thanks, it's just I clothes. hate it. You kind of described it pretty well, Captain. I know what wel- what welding skin is. You know the sleeves and the the collar and sure. whatnot. But uh, but anyway, uh, nice, so, well said. But uh, anyway, don't put so that on Nikki skin. Brought up James crispy. Brown earlier. I'm and, sorry, what? Uh, James Brown. Oh. James Brown. Talk to him now. Let me hear you say. That's pretty good. All right. All right. So a buddy of mine back in the 80s, remember when James Brown got thrown in jail for some damn thing? He was in prison for a couple, five years. Yeah, it was drugs. 
Sure. Yeah, okay. So anyway, a buddy of mine uh, during that time had a message on his answering machine. I called him up one day and he says, this is Dan Brown. Can't come to the phone right now. I'm in prison. Sign a petition to get me out. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard, I, I had to call back and listen to it again. That was I used to have a uh, an answering machine uh, when I lived in a house with like three other musician people. And I was going to school for audio engineering at the time. And we were hungover one day after having a kegger uh, the night before. And we were actually trying to empty out the big giant bin full of, well, now water because it was ice. It was a big trash can, but the keg was still in it. And we we're trying to figure out how we we're going to do that. We got the keg out. And then I had this brilliant idea to record a new outgoing greeting on the answering machine where all it said was, we're hungover today. And then, right. And then a sound effect call us back later right the sound effect was us just taking the leftover ice in the water we took a big gulp style cup and we just poured some of the water back into the giant thing filled with water and ice and so it sounded disgusting like big chunky puke right uh and so it was pretty great we thought it was great we laughed a lot we listened back to it a bunch then we finished cleaning up from the party the night before the following day i get a call from one of my instructors uh, he was actually looking for somebody last minute to go run some live sound at a venue, uh, you know, kind of a gig kind of a thing, cash. Uh, and so he called and he left He left a message. The first thing he said was, uh, you know, um, your message on your telephone isn't the most professional. It's okay, dude. I'm still a student. <laughs> You're like, listen, this is my creative process. <laughs> and I thought, like, I talked to him about it, like, later that week. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. We put in, like, an hour's worth of work re-recording that thing a few yeah, times like, and coming up with the idea and doing the script. This, I this mean, is practice. Yeah, if yeah. anything. This, this is a master recording. Yeah, if anything, this is, you know, extra credit, I think, for the course. We're right? turning this in yeah. on the final. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anything else, Major? It probably would have been more excusable if you'd have been trying to finish the barrel at the time. Get out, drink the last two, three gallons or whatever. Oh, we, oh that's it? Just the last two, three We gallons. never let, like, w- when you're young and broke and you've paid for a keg and then you've, you know, collected donations, you know, to help pay for the keg, you don't let that keg go to waste. No. You, no, you figure no. out how to reuse okay. it. You keep it cold. You do whatever it is you got to do to make that it, thing it, go it, the it, next it, time. Yeah, you at least pump it into a, an old milk jug and throw it in the refrigerator. Drink it tomorrow. Stop. Or just invite all your friends back the next day to finish it off. I mean, yep, that's what we yep, did. Yep. Can't be hungover anyway, if you just um, keep drinking. I, I called, you know how they're trying to get us to eat mealworms and all this, whatnot, locusts and stuff? Grasshopper protein. You will eat the bugs and you will be happy. I, I will not live in a pod and I will not eat the bugs. But anyway. I forget if it's Delaware or Holland. Where is the Netherlands and Amsterdam in the Netherlands, or is it in Holland? Sure, I don't know. Do it's definitely not Delaware. Land theft and such. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what about it? Well, I, I think it got squashed because whichever country it is, the they squashed the bugs. Forty percent small cattle farmers. And these guys wanted them to uh, eliminate 60% of the herd. Remember, yeah. just a little oh. while back, they were in Ireland trying to do the same faux pas. Right. Yeah, we talked about that here. We did. The herd so they could repatriate the land, right? Which is another word, fancy word for theft. Yep. But anyway, in the Netherlands, they, they started this damn hoorah, and uh, the farmers got a hold of the news right quick. 
and as soon as it broke, they was like there protesting right in front of the uh, whatever the hell this facsimile of Congress is there, right? Parliament. So anyway, they got that uh, crap, I almost said the magic word, shut down um, right quick. So that was good. But yeah, they were trying to eliminate 60% of the herd. Steal, uh, well, the cow, like I said, the, the farmers owned 40% of the land, and they were wanting to steal 20% of that and repatriate it into their national forest product to make them greener. Because global warming, yeah, they, cow methane. They're spending 21 billion pounds to radically reduce the number of livestock in the country. Cows don't even fart. They belch their gas. Either way, it's still a release of gas that they're saying is bad for the environment. You know, I'm not talking to you, Major, when I say this. I'm talking to, well, people in general. Um, We are carbon-based life forms. Yes. Yes, Isn't everything? I mean, people, animals, plants. On this planet. The Earth. Yeah. On this planet. The damn Earth is 80 90% all (laughs) carbon-based. Yeah. Yeah. It, this, it seems like the simple solution like, is more carbon for the trees, and then they will give back to us more oxygen. Right. Yeah, we should be doing what we can to promote more oxygen. Which is giving the trees more carbon. Right. But they like cutting yeah. down trees to build cities. Right. So you've got a problem there. So then, well, but but it, then carbon shouldn't be, a, too much carbon shouldn't be a problem. Too much carbon shouldn't be a problem if they had the trees to absorb it to provide us the oxygen. You can't simultaneously the increase the carbon and cut down all the trees. I'm sorry, Major, what was that? The whole thing could be solved by him. The Jamaican plants Mm. grow 20 to 25 feet tall. They turn into trees in one year. And the fiber and whatnot is good for uh, clothes. The seeds are good for oil. And uh, we know what the rest of it's good for, if it's worth a damn in the first place. But, um, I mean, hell, the first war that was fought upon this continent was over reefer. King George wanted us to grow hemp for his ropes, for his ships and sails, and uh, the farmers wanted to grow tobacco because they could make a bigger profit. Yeah, you remember the pictures of like the old tiny towns where there's like like ducks on a June bug ever since we've been in existence. One lane of traffic going one way, and in the middle, in the median, there was trees to provide shade, and traffic going the other way, and now there's not. Right. Right. So you, you can bring back the trees into the cities, uh, but but then but then that will shade like the homeless people. Right. So you can't have that. I mean, there's all sorts of things that people individually could be doing. Right. Have you heard of a living roof? Yeah. Right. Uh, like I can't do that. Most people can't do that here in the United States because it's against the law for you to make your roof out of anything other than roofing materials. Right, so you know, throw that out. Um, uh, I'm trying to think about. Uh, uh, there's a documentary called "The Garbage Warrior," yeah, uh, which documents the Earth ships. Mm-hmm. I think yep. it's Earthship.org. Right. Yep. These are houses made out of 100% recyclable materials that are 100% self-sufficient. They uh, collect their own water. They filter their own water. They deal with their own sewage. They grow their own food, and they heat and cool the place just by existing. Right, they figured out how to do it. Technology, you know, using natural substance exists for people to live 
completely independent of the grid, but it's illegal to do so. Yeah. In some places. No, it's illegal to do so except for in Taos, New Mexico, where these people, if you watch the documentary, these people had to fight the government for permission to have their own land be deemed an experiment where they get to experiment with this stuff. But wouldn't, so if I say, if I move to somewhere in Coos County where there's no zoning laws, wouldn't I be able to make an earthship? I was under the impression if I moved somewhere uh, in certain counties and towns in New Hampshire, I would be able to do this. I've been told that there are places in New Hampshire with no zoning, but I have yet to find these places. So there's, there's, yeah. Separate the zoning part out. Yeah. Because if there's a grid, even if you want it to be off grid, the likelihood in most places, I don't know about Coos County, right? But in most places, you can produce your own electricity. Yeah. And then you still have to connect it to the grid. And then you sell it to them and then buy it back from them under the law. Right. But you mm. can't you can't separate from the grid. Like you can't yeah. be completely off grid legally. Well, I guess I could as just long as the grid is there. do whatever I want. Right. You can so, absolutely do whatever you well, want. So if there, is, if there is a place 100%. in like Coas County where like there is no grid and you only can do solar and you only can do septic and you only can do drilled well, perhaps that's a viable place. But the number of these places available to do that is very small. Yeah, I mean, talking about New Hampshire, I can't speak for the rest of the country, but I know it uh, Grafton and then all of Coas County, from what I know, is doesn't really have any zoning right and that's what i'm saying the zoning is separate from the yeah. whether or not you could be off grid right zoning is like is this yeah. residential is it commercial is it farmland is it agriculture well and typically like within zoning laws is you need to get permission to even build right. or right. i can't park a camper on my lawn and live on it because right. my neighbors don't like that well it doesn't matter what my neighbors say because i can do whatever i want it's my or, property or you can't park more than one because tiny homes are illegal in new hampshire right well you can actually be off the grid i have solar panels and batteries and that's my primary source of power are you tied so into the grid the though are you required to be tied in all that all that kind of stuff off and if I need uh, extra, you know, 120 bump, I got a little generator that fires right up. So, okay, you know, are you are you required to be tied into the, the grid, is, though, Major? When you get, when you got to get hooked into the grid, you're not only on record. You got to pay an electrician. I think 1,500 bucks just to come hook what you've already done into the panel. Question for you, Major. What's that? Are you are you tied into the grid? And if you're not tied into the grid, are you doing this legally in Michigan? Uh, I have no idea, but I told them to take their electricity and stuff it up their arse about, uh, well, I so guess it's, it's a bit of a story right there. So it's, it's, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to hear about it next oh, time, no, Major. Thank you for the call, man. We appreciate you. It's possible that he's doing it and they've chosen not, chosen not to prosecute. Yeah, 603-283-6160 is the number. Uh, If you'd like to weigh in on this or anything else we've discussed or whatever's on your mind, it's Free Talk Live. The final segment is still to come.
It is the final segment of tonight's episode of Free Talk Live. We've got uh, several calls on hold. We'll try to get to them all, of course. Uh, Before we continue, though, I do want to say that we have a big thanks to give out to Eric Haley, who is a gold-level amplifier. That means he gives 10 bucks a month to our AMPS program. What does the AMPS program do? What is it, Captain? Well, Advertise, market, promote, and support. Okay, except you're not Captain. Oh. <laughs> but good job filling in for okay. me. Uh, so Advertise, market, promote, and support is correct. Yes. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Give him a prize. Uh, what, does, but what does that do for Free Talk Live? Tell us, Captain. Tell us, Captain. <laughs> All right, fine. You were filling in for the Captain, so now. Uh, 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 tell us, Richie. Oh, uh, it helps us get on more radio stations and getting the the message of freedom and liberty out into the world so that we can get this message out and not have to deal with democracy. Or statists in general. That'd be be nice. So if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the topics, the callers, the perspective of liberty, peace, and freedom that we bring... Consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It's sort of a Patreon setup. There's different perks that you get for the different levels of donation, and, and they're pretty nice, but that shouldn't be why you decide to amp. You should amp because you believe in the message of freedom and you want to help us get a larger audience. So visit amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Eric Haley, for your support. We appreciate you. Our collective voice is larger than your individual voice. It is amplified. That's true. So that's the amplification part of it. That's like a, right. That's like a slogan we should adopt. Yeah. Uh, go well, make it fun then. But generally speaking, right? You give money to the show, yep. and we amplify the value of that dollar significantly more than whatever you could do with it otherwise. Yeah. As far as promoting freedom and liberty and those topics yeah if you had five bucks to donate to oh i don't know whoever the libertarian national party decides to you know or put the up, local national or the local party sure decides yeah. to put up that's not a libertarian like that might not be a wise use of in my opinion of your liberty dollar so doing something that helps spread the message of freedom to people who badly need to hear it might be a better use so visit amps.freetalklive.com uh let's go to your calls and thoughts uh, we've got Jerome calling from South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Trump train! Oh. Choo-choo! <laughs> you knew it was coming. Is that like a, like a little subtle dig at me? Did you know Every it was time. Coming? Every it, time. It's it's more like your theme music from WWE. If Jerome was that's a wrestler, that's like your entrance with the big explosions behind you as you walk down the, the thing on making your way to the ring. Yeah, I've heard better. Besides wrestling speak. I don't watch that. Well, so is politics, wrestling. man. Politics and watch. wrestling are like almost the same thing. No, they're not because it. wrestling is so much more. Well, with, and with the better. exception of the entertainment value, yeah. yeah. I don't watch women's sports. Okay, I don't watch wow. soccer. I hate all those sports. Okay? Do you watch NFL I, football? Yeah, I watch that. Who's your team? Uh, I'm not a liberty to divulge that secret. Oh, it's a secret. Hey, like the kid, like the kid that killed his two friends down in Florida, the, the rapper that's on trial and got um, a, a mistrial. I did that. Oh yeah, hung jury. All right, yeah. 
I got you, Hunger. They're comparing I that to divulging your NFL so, team? So I didn't hear about that either, so his I don't know what that's Jamel. all about. He's not comparing his that to his NFL team. Okay. He's trying to make no. a segue, but he failed at okay. it, and we've just yeah. busted him for it. Okay. Hey, I'm not the radio professional. I'm just a love the humble caller. What I mean, I'm a reformed Raiders fan. Like, that was my team. What? How does one reform from being a Raiders fan? I don't really watch the NFL anymore. Oh. But when I hear that the Raiders won, I get a little weepy inside. Because yeah. they're still kind of my team. I just don't He's follow them sport as much. Okay. He's a front runner. Call me I'm when you a, win. What are you talking about, a front runner? I've been like oh, a Raiders yeah. fan since I was seven years old, man. But you don't watch the NFL. But, but when they, That's why when I said win, reformed. Yeah, because that's on. still a part of me. It has an emotional attachment to the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Let's get emotional. <laughs> Raiders. Hey, yeah. but I don't want to talk so, about that. I, so I, I think we, we can, can gather. We can eliminate the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check that out. All right. Only 31 more teams to go. <laughs> Captain's a Packers guy. How do you, how's, yeah, how's that because I'm, you? I'm part owner. Yeah, well, whatever, um, whatever the reason. Isn't like everybody? No. Packers, no. diversity. The, the Green Bay Packers. Hang on, hang on, Jerome. The Green Bay Packers are the only NFL team owned by people, not, yeah, not a rich owner. So you have to go and buy one of these stock certificates. They're a, they're also a nonprofit organization. So when you buy stock, you don't get any return on it. You just get the privilege of a certificate with your name on it, and you get hey, voting I rights. Was, uh, yeah, that's pretty I was cool. The, uh, My dad I was, was a Packers fan. Morning, I have some cheeseheads somewhere. Talk shows today. What's and, uh, I, found I was watching the morning talk shows today, the political talk shows. On Why? TV, Why waste your brain cells some, on that? I found out some interesting things. Well, what the hell else I got to listen to? I was watching watch. wrestling earlier today. To watch how about don't soccer? watch or listen to anything and do something instead? Yeah. How about, yeah, let me do some Zen or something like that or some yoga. Learn to yeah, crochet. Right, I don't know what you're into, <laughs> man. Like, you know, build houses <laughs> out of popsicle crochet. sticks or something. Like, well, I would have, what, did you, what did you your learn? Brain. What did you learn on the, the morning right, TV? Nikki, Nikki wants to know. What did you learn? <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Uh, I learned that Ron DeSanctimonious thinks that slavery was like going to trade school. Ooh, they learned valuable skills oh, that gosh. they could use. Honestly, then, I am really not surprised that he said that. And he, doubled down on I. it. Andy doubled, Nor yeah. I. So I didn't hear about this, but I'm really, Ron DeSantis is such a piece of garbage human. And I don't know why a lot of people just worship the ground he walks on. It was kind of like the same thing with Trump where like all these conservatives came out of left field and they were just like, well, we love him so much. He's, he's going to save us all from the evil Democrats. And obviously that didn't happen. So they, they backed DeSantis initially because during the COVID lockdowns, he and Florida was one of the few states that remained open in defiance yeah. of the federal government. Like yeah. that's was that was yeah. his stepping stone. To me, like you're gonna yeah. have to do a lot more than that. Really? Because yeah. a lot of libertarians mean? were very happy at that time. No, I know. And and so whatever. Like, like, like we can give credit it. where credit is due, but He's just a liar, which obviously because he's a politician, but there were so many things how he's like, oh yeah, you know, he just so many empty promises and lies. And it's like, just because he didn't like, that's a very low bar. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jerome, are we agreeing with you on something? Well, hey, it's about time y'all come over to my side. No, I I wouldn't go that far. I told you before, Jerome, if you call in to trash Republicans, we're going to be on your side. If you call yeah. in to like pump up Democrats, you're going to get hell from us on that part too. Yeah. 
Like you pick well, your topic correctly, and if it's always to trash Republicans, we will yeah. always be on your side. I mean, yeah. I love trashing Republicans. I also love trashing Democrats. That's the yeah. problem, but That's he doesn't, true. right? So when he calls hey, in to you know prop up I the heard? Democrats, we lay you know into what else it. I heard? You no, know what Jerome, else I heard? we don't know what else Trump, you heard. Why don't you tell us? Trump says he admires Xi Jinping because he he uh, he controls a billion people with an eye and assist. Yeah. Well, so did oh, Trump. Oh. Oh. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. The guy that runs, runs uh, demonstrators over with tanks, he admires him. Oh, I can only imagine how he feels about Vladimir Putin. Ha! Yeah. Mr. I mean, aren't they buddies? Uh, yeah. the all, of, all of these politicians are murderers. They are. Uh, all of these heads of states are, are murderers. They send uh, other, other people's children to die for causes that they themselves won't lift a finger to, to fight. Well, I'll say it like this. You know, the Republican Party, they seem to have this zest for for uh, war and things like that a lot more than Democrats do, man. Oh, I love no. They I used to, my- but that seems to have changed recently. Democrats like war when they're in power, too. Well, the last couple, the war, when we went to Iraq, who sent us there? When we went to Afghanistan for 20 years. Who said, who said, oh, we got to go to, we got to liberate Afghanistan. And after 20 years in, in a Well, Biden Jerome, when's the, when's the last, leave, when's the last there. actual war that was declared? Uh, it's been a while. It's World War II. I mean, I World Vietnam. War II was the last yeah. actual congressionally declared war. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everything well, else that has been done be, since then do that can be construed as war. Right has been done, but they just get away with it because they don't call it war. They call it we, something we like have, kinetic military action. We at war now with, with with Russia. We just you know you no we're not. Behind, um, Ukraine, Ukraine is at war with oh, Russia. We are. Uh, we're supplying Ukraine with weapons. We're at war. Okay, there ain't no two ways about that. Yeah, and your and Democratic president like has that. given them billions of dollars of the most heinous bombs that have ever been manufactured. So look, if we don't help them, oh, you don't have an opinion about he, your Democratic president giving billions of dollars in the most heinous bombs? He's got to help. He's got to help them because we're at war. It's the same bombs he, that that they said if uh, Russia had them and used them, that it would be considered a war crime. Why isn't it a war okay. crime when let your Democratic president sends billions okay. of dollars let, of them over to the Ukraine? Let me ask you this: so If he doesn't, no, do I want you to answer my question before you ask me anything else. This, hey, look, this is something we got to do, man. Hey, look, answer my question. If he doesn't stop in Ukraine and he keeps going, who's going to be next? We already been attacked by 9-11, That's what they say every time the U.S. intervenes in some some BS It's just, it's really none of our business. Yeah. You know, it's really none of our business. Four four Saudis blew up some buildings and then we went into Iraq. It is our business. Jerome, you got to stop talking over us, man. Have a good night. No, and that's Can't the thing. Can't have a conversation and I just, with him. Well, because he started to praise the Democrats, right? And defending war. I mean, come on, you know, like he's former military. Yeah. What do you? But, expect? Listen, Wasn't I he have... just ripping on the Republicans for being warlike? Yeah, and now he's defending war. Yeah, he's defending because you got to. Yeah, we're, no. we're at war. we got to do it's that. Not, we're at war with Russia. It's not helping. Like, I, I just don't get why anyone would think that sending bombs to go bomb people what you know like the 
civilian people, the the population of Russia, Ukraine, anywhere, those it's just they're all pawns, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's just really upsetting to me. Cluster bombs. Yep. I was searching yeah, for I, heard I, I of couldn't that I couldn't too. remember the word. Cluster bombs. Uh, go look those up, Jerome. That's what your uh, luscious uh, Joe Biden is sending billions of dollars worth of uh, over to the Ukraine. Cluster bombs. These are bombs that infamously don't fully explode and get left around for children to blow themselves up on uh, many years, if not decades later. You know, and if like, I understand not liking Putin and not liking the Russian government. I don't like any government. But to want to attack innocent people just because they happen to be at the wrong place, wrong time, they were born in the wrong country, that is disgusting. Absolutely horrific. The cluster bombs are so heinous that they are actually banned by 120 countries. But not the U.S., I guess. Or Russia. No. Yeah. I mean, if nuclear is still on the table. Yeah, you'd think. Who gives, yeah, right. who gives a darn about right, but, but, but what I'm I saying mean, is that these bombs are so heinous that like governments themselves are like, yeah, we're yeah. not going to use that. Yeah. yeah uh, not yeah, all okay. of them. There's like 200 governments. So it's, you know, what is that? 65%, 70%, something. That seems, from their perspective, strategically bad. Right? Because then your enemies will have it and you won't have it. Yeah. Right? Like, mutu- like from an arms race perspective. From an arms race right, perspective. Right, yeah. right? You get to nukes and then you go like, just don't mess with us. Right. right. We don't want to use it, but you've got them. We've got them. Don't mess with us. Right. Don't make me. Uh, we could talk more about this, of course, but let's go to Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Thank you there, Brother Captain. You're welcome. Brother Richie. Sister Nikki, good evening. What's on your mind? Well, I got a good topic about public school experience, but briefly, I'm going to mention my topic for next week. No, uh, just pick one and go. All right, screw it. Nice. All right, here's the top. There's a big topic. All right. All right, Sister Nikki will remember my conversation with her, Miss Bonnie, the other week about uh, the other Wednesday about my uh, math test that I did not have a calculator with, and I did get a F minus that did in my head. Yep. And Miss Bonnie what yelled, Miss Bonnie was off on her math. It was worse than 85. It was the 81-82 school year. Well, I got two more good ones for you this week. It's actually the 80, 80 going into 81 school year. Mrs. Phyllis, the first grade. Well, here's how I use that intellect of mine. And Brother Captain, in the words of the world's greatest entertainer, Al Jolson, you ain't heard nothing yet. Now... See, her way of torturing children was writing the definition of no. Now, I generally am well-spoken, but I don't put a lot of thought expenditure to it now, and it didn't then. Well, she had a problem using ain't. And she comes up to me and said, ain't isn't a word. And she was going to have me write the definition of no some ridiculous amount of times. It was bound to happen. Well, I may have said, hey, wait a minute. I got a deal for you. If you're wrong, I don't have to write. So I could read back then. See, I could see. So I went, grabbed the thing off the dictionary, mm-hmm. picked it, went to a couple pages, didn't have to go very far there. Read them. At least you knew where A was. And she said to me, she says, I don't understand. 
I said, what do you mean? She said, it says improper grammar. I said, I don't care. You said it wasn't a word. Now, she flipped out and called my old man, just like I had in the second grade, you know. And that, that was just the beginning. Yeah, the second grade before oh, this the is first like, grade? This is like Grandpa Ricky regaling us of when he used to walk to school barefoot uphill both ways. Like, well, like here's one ain't, even worse. Ain't, ain't has been a word for quite some time now. I'm... I'm 51, well, and I, I remember I remember exactly what you're talking about, but I did the same thing. I'm like, well, there it is in the dictionary. Like, I used it to, like, play Scrabble. I'm like, well, it's in the dictionary, so I get to use ain't. Well, it's improper because it doesn't have a real contraction. Right? Well, here's a the not. other one that I'm going to throw at you. Are, are not? And this one I think you can admire, but it's not art. And I, art I, is I word. I'm sorry, Richie. We're trying to figure out what contra- what the two words to be used in the contraction ain't would be. Um, Ricky, I want to share something with you really quick because I think you would like this quote and it is kind of relevant. Uh, Children questioning rules and traditions you expect them to automatically follow is a sign of intelligence, not trouble. Lose the idea that unquestioned obedience is a sign of goodness. No, that is just a person who never thinks for themselves, making them easy to manipulate. So, and this goes back to public school where they are just trying to make, you know, easy, obedient children. You know, it's a teacher with a class full of, say, 30 kids. They just want you to follow the rules, be good little rule followers. Public school is not a place to learn how to think critically or logically. That's why there's the whole movement of people homeschooling their kids because a lot of uh, families these days, not only are they finding out that the government schools don't align with their um, their family's like ethics and traditions and whatever, but also they're restarting to realize that public schools are not teaching children actual how to actually think for themselves and solve problems and and all of these things that most people, I would assume, would want their children to learn how to do. Well, if I may add to that, Miss Nikki, as I spoken before, I started at five and I already completed the second grade at that time. And you see, I had learned by the fifth grade, as I previously said, you know, to the teacher going in, he said, I said, this stuff's beneath me and everybody else. He said, you just do it. That's the curriculum. Now, yes, my answer was, I'm going to do just enough to pass. Now, I did that through the fifth grade. Now, by the time the sixth grade come, I had learned that some classes I completely dumped. So I would sit there and do nothing. Now, I remember Mr. DePaul in the sixth grade. Good guy. And I remember I, I would just sit in his class and do nothing. And I remember he said to me, he said, you know what, Rick, I know what you're reading on the outside. Examples, my favorite books, uh, Naked Lunch by William S. Burroughs, uh, Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he said to me, Rick, why don't you just do the work? I said, well, Mr. DePaul, you told me, you know what I'm doing out on the outside reading. And you know what? I love him because I did nothing in his class for the rest of the year. And he used to give me a sympathy stick. He's the only one. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Ricky, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. I. Oh, excuse me. I just wanted to... Um, you got the hiccups? That I, I had some, something noise going on. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, but I, w- I was going to tell you that, um, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was at the, I went to the Motel 6 here in Albuquerque. Did they, they leave a light on for you? 
So I was well, thinking, they had, I Tom Bowden. Human, human trafficking sign put up with a 1888 phone number and the text line, okay. and, it, and it stands for Free Me, R-F-R, those number that stands for Free Me. This is known as a vanity toll-free number where they it spells something so that, so that you can uh, remember it easily. You don't have to remember the digits. You can just remember the words. Right, yeah, and attach the di- digit. So, um, so I, um, so these, um, there was a lady that was uh, being human traffic, and she sued the Motel Six because she was assaulted at the lobby, and and she claimed that she asked uh, repeatedly for help, and they they ignored her. So I I wonder if this sign is the result of the lawsuit. I mean, if, if this will. It's possible, but at the same time, like, I'll see uh, suicide prevention hotline, you know, in a window in a store, you know, randomly. And, like, I'm pretty sure nobody committed suicide in that store, so... Or was sued for that or, or that kind of a thing. So it's possible that that's the result, but without, you know, looking it up, uh, you know, I don't know that you'd you'd really know for sure. It does seem like maybe two separate occurrences because obviously, um, you know, not always... It seems like maybe the person that was assaulted in the lobby wasn't necessarily going to become a sex trafficking victim. They very well could have been, you know, we don't know. But from what you've shared with us, Sarah, it seems like sex trafficking is kind of a big issue down there. You know why? Too many cars. Oh, you figured that out. the cars, you can't put them in the car and drive them away. There's no traffic. No traffic. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Also, you can't walk them down the street. It's entirely you know, possible. It's in, the border. It's entirely possible that this person got assaulted in the lobby of the Motel 6 because they did not leave a light on. Well, I mean, but does it, does it, does, so does the Motel 6, their liabilities, like, if you need help, you call that number on yourself. We're just going to ignore everything. Well, what you're that number is not to Motel 6, though, right? That's not, right, that's not a Motel that, 6 that, hotline. <laughs> that's the human trafficking yeah, hotline. Yeah. Just because it right, takes right, place right, in a Motel that, 6 doesn't mean that they're that, liable that, that, if you call the number. Well, that's the whole point is that we're not liable. If you're the one with a problem, our job is to rent out a room that need a room, and then whatever you guys, that's your problem, you call for your help yourself. Basically, we're not going to get involved, right? Sounds about right. Uh, What's that? I mean, you're getting beaten down by thugs? Don't call me. Call 911. That's what it's there for. Right, right. Well, it's the one eight hundred, the one eight eight um human trafficking number. It's right there. You call it yourself. That's so many more digits than nine one one. Yeah, that number is like if you're the one being trafficked and you manage to get away for a minute and you end up in the lobby of a Motel Six because they left a light on. Now you can call and hopefully get rescued. And the basically they're basically saying we're not liable. We're not responsible. We're not getting to get in the middle of this. If you're being trafficked, that's your problem. And leave us out. Well, yeah, the, I, the state- I, I mean, so typically, like, if in that situation in our current setup with this government, if you see something like that, it's not really their responsibility to like get involved, but it would be their responsibility, I would think, to call nine one one. Like, I don't, I don't think, I think if anything, that being in the lobby is just kind of them trying to like be supportive or help. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily them being like, well, you know, if you're being a, a sex trafficked. I don't care. Go look at the poster. You walked into the lobby, and now we're responsible for your safety. Sarah, thank you for the call tonight. Uh, 
Sorry, we're out of time, everybody. If you missed any part of tonight's program, you can find us over at freetalklive.com in the archives, or you can try us back on another day when we're broadcasting live as we like to. Thanks to Richie Rich. Thanks to Nikki. Thanks to all of our callers and our listeners. Peace. Chapter 8. Eminent Domain The violation of due process under the guise of eminent domain is unique. This is perhaps the only violation in this book that is totally constitutional, because it is a power granted to the federal government by the U.S. Constitution. Every state government has also claimed this right, and it may be in every state constitution as well. That does not make it moral or fair, but it is constitutional. Still, modern tyrants have used this process to violate due process and property rights on levels that the founders could not have possibly foreseen. Foreseen.